2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sunday night, live on the YouTube channel. And uh, if you're here on YouTube, appreciate that. Hit that. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe. I saw the the uh, gen whatever the young kids, John, they don't thumbs up is passive aggressive, apparently. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything. Thumbs about up. some aggressive. aggressive all their crap. Uh, but uh, on YouTube, it's good. So hit that thumbs up. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you listen to this podcast, it's awesome. <clears> Thank you. OGs or uh, new Gs, appreciate you uh, doing the audio thing on the pod. Appreciate it very much. Niners win because if I feel inside right now, I, it's not like a jubilation, like a win. <laughs> Somebody just tweeted at me. Kyle Shanahan is like the Bible belt. Very conservative.
3: Wasn't coward Coward's bomb. thing always that yeah, the, the most porn is watching the Bible Belt, though? Sneaky, like you maybe not
2: as conservative as you think. That so you they think want to like, show in, in Shanahan's mind, he dreams about throwing deep bombs, but then when it comes time to call plays, he just mm-hmm.
3: well, no, C- Kyle, mm-hmm. deep down, he just want he would run it 75,000 times a game. Like, Kyle actually is like, so if he's he was not in the Bible, Bible Belt, he would never touch porn. Like, Kyle yeah, just wants to be super, he conservative to practice what he, <laughs> what he preaches. Yes, he just wants to run it. Can he trade for another running back? Because he would.
2: He would be, you know, getting Trey Lance is like his version of telling people he watches porn, but actually just to fit in. But he actually doesn't
3: 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. When Kyle watched Jeff Wilson go for 100 today, he was smiling from ear to ear. He doesn't get those catches that Justin Jefferson's making. If Kyle does zero emotional impact inside <laughs> his body. So mad. He just wants to watch running you backs run. When he
2: watches Josh Allen. He'd be pissed, but it's actually when he watches Jeff Wilson, he's pissed.
3: Well, he when he watches Josh Allen run because he goes, he would have been a good running back. Yeah, so the same thing about Justin Fields. Like, could he play running back for me?
2: Well, I mean, he is currently. I don't know if you saw that today, John, but he ran for more than he, he ran for a lot of yards today. Justin yeah,
3: a one. I think like almost 150. I mean, he's I think he's accounted. I, I added up 13 touchdowns the last four weeks. He's he's playing decent
2: uh uh okay he actually threw for more than he ran for but not by much but he's scoring touchdowns guy four touchdowns he accounted for four four touchdowns accounted for absolutely all right uh we got a lot to talk about before we dive into it let's tell the people john first we are sponsored by our friends the wonderful tito's handmade vodka uh tito's handmade vodka the holiday season is here so many great uh, recipes you're hanging out you're going out you're spending time do it with tito's do it with tito's john
3: Guy, uh, because I'm booted off the Twitter, I I went to Twitter. I typed in your name and I just scrolled and I saw that you retweeted some posts of people just drinking. It looked like someone was drinking at some football games, at a bar, at a casino. I couldn't even tell. People were having fun and I couldn't even take joy in it, even though I was drinking Tito's on my own. But I can't interact with these people. It's not the interaction on Instagram isn't quite the same. It's not as like direct to consumer. You know, it takes a little time, but I'm glad to see everyone boozing. Tito's and water with, uh, with a lemon, correct? Yeah, that's the, that's Tito's official drink. That's his drink. That's Tito's official drink. I, I'm more of a lime guy, not even because I necessarily know the difference in the taste. Like if you just switched it up on me, I don't think I would notice. I just go, yeah, lime. I just, it just comes out of my mouth, not lemon. So uh, I usually, my drink of choice is Tito soda, lemon, or I, like I've told people, I got the tall cans of uh, Arnold Palmer's yeah. diet
2: and they last you, you know, they last you a while. Uh, Tito's Spiced Cider Mule. I'm looking at the website right now, John. This actually sounds like a pretty good winner. I was just thinking about chili today. Uh, not that that would be a good accompaniment for a cider mule. But, you know, things cooling down a little bit. Uh, three ounces of spiced apple cider, warm. One ounce of ginger beer and uh, some Tito's Handmade Vodka. Sounds fantastic. I think one of the pictures you saw was at the San Diego State football game. Where That's I what was I'm saying. Did you walking? go have a cocktail with him? No, but the guy I got a picture from a guy who was at the game. And uh, I was walking the sidelines. And I heard have! and I turned around and it was grant a listener of ours who also had uh, a, it must be very important person. He had field access pregame. And, um, I think he was the one that, that uh, sent a picture from, from the game earlier. So he didn't invite you to come after the game to have some Tito's. No, I kind of said to him like, Hey, we're on the sweet level. So, you know, <laughs> whatever you guys are doing and, uh, You guys go to Dave and Buster's after the game. (laughs) Dave and Buster's. I've went there. It's
3: kind of over by the stadium. No, Qualcomm used to
2: be. It's this new stadium's right by Qualcomm, but I didn't see Dave and Buster's.
3: Yeah, so I think it's a little out of the. You know, it's kind of weird the way the setup is there. I can see where Dean, you know, had some. I I understand some of this pushback over there. Uh,
2: For those uh, who not following the the current news story, uh, we are uh, we're we're approaching day seven of. of your of your Twitter being uh, kidnapped, me,
3: right just get guys slinging NFTs you know SBF is that the FTX guy <laughs> yeah could, he could be behind it who knows trying to keep people off the scent I don't know
1: all
3: right so
2: that's the latest there you went to Twitter and searched my name
3: I just you do, I just go to Twitter I don't have an account so you have to type in people's names to find tweet so I'd like I type in I I have like seven people I like type in Schefter type in ad aberman like what, what do you how do you in, how do you use the app without having an account you don't really it sucks so i just i did that a couple times but you can only scroll scroll so far and then it kicks you off it wants you to create an account I so i was like i fuck this <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> i appreciate all the people who tag people send me tweets and say you know send this to john a lot of raider tweets today the people said send them to john
3: yeah i saw someone tag you in one of the tito's uh picks. And say, I tagged John,
2: but he's dead. But it's just (laughs) D E D, And I I laughed. Uh, We are also sponsored by Manscaped. Before we get to the football talk, let's tell you about Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Use the code HAM and the number one. HAM and the number one. It is Fresh fresh Ball Fall, y'all. Well, think about it, guy. What's right around the corner? little thing called Hanukkah. Then, Then another
3: little thing called Christmas Eve and Christmas. What do you do during that time? You get your loved ones, you get your family members, you may get some, you know, people that you do business with that work for you. Presents. What do you do? Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Ham and the number one. Get them some trimmers. I've given, we've gotten so many boxes of Manscapes over the years, and I've given them out. I've never once had anyone complain that I handed it to. Not only yeah, do they lot. not complain, they're excited once they get the box. Lawnmower 4.0 LED light, USB charger, waterproof. No snags, no nicks, never cut myself one
2: time. No sticks, no stems. No. (laughs) Sticky, icky, icky. 20% off. Join the 6 million (laughs) men worldwide who trust Manscaped. 20% off Manscaped.com plus free shipping. When you use the code HAM and the number one, you can also get the Platinum Package, 10 parts, everything you know and love about the performance package, plus some shower goodies (coughs) included to elevate your grooming game. To Platinum, Manscaped. We'll even throw in uh, two free gifts in the pl- platinum package 4.0, the boxers, and the shed travel bag. Go to manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping with the code HAM1. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. and use the code HAM1. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. There you go. You notice on Robbie Gold's
3: missed extra point, it's the classic, like, decel in a bunker. You know, you try to hit it really easy, and then all of a sudden you just catch sand, and the ball does not go. where. Did you see how easy he tried to hit it with his little foot? It's like, Robbie, you got to kind of follow through. And the next one, when he kicked the basically the game-clinching field goal, it didn't actually even matter. Much more of a follow-through. Like, Robbie, I'm not a special teams guy, but I'm going to go on a quick rant. Follow through your kicks, and Wisnowski, as you text me during the game, whatever you got going on with this cocked thing, you're off to the side, kicking it to the left, like the banana stop. Boat. Just just kick it fucking down the middle for the love of God. Whatever you got doing, I understand Kyle is calling offensive plays and dreaming of power sweeps, doesn't give a shit about punting or kicking. That was completely embarrassing, whatever Wisnowski was attempting to do. Tonight, Over th-
2: yeah, I mean, special teams, too much time. I would, I would enroll special teams and like some – Uh, language classes, just give those guys something else to occupy their time so they can't spend all their time coming up with tricky new ways to kick the football. Uh, I think we've invented all the ways that already exist to kick the football. How's the head coach not paying attention and going, hey, Mitch? Hate special teams, Johnny. Hate special teams. He
3: despises it.
2: He he, he doesn't even watch. He didn't want to watch tape when it came to the draft. He doesn't want to. He's got the worst special teams, one of the worst special teams groups in the league, again, uh, does not care. What about what Tariqo's care. like,
3: you notice he he's way off to the side here. It's like, well, Mike, yeah. I, every other punter I've ever seen in my entire life just stands behind the snapper,
2: you know? We're not reinventing the wheel here, Mitch. Uh, again, I, he's had some good ones in the past, but twice, John. it's it's I, as a bad golfer, there was a, a round once where I was hitting the draw well. But with some weird, you know, my swing was in to out, my wrists were flipping at the end, it was just – Seven degrees this way, four degrees this way. Sometimes it just lines up and it was working. Well, anytime I ever try to do it again, it is just full on driver heel, duck hook left, doesn't work. And that's what I saw in the punt game was was draws that were actually just straight on hooks. And you even Trico was like, oh, here comes the banana boat or whatever it's called again. <laughs> and did the ball end up seven yards out of bounds? Like there was 40 miles of wind.
3: The way Mike was talking about it was almost and you for those listening don't quite understand this. These guys went to practice on Friday and they get special access that the other media doesn't well, they're not talking to like Kyle and D'Amico. You know why? They're running practice. Who are they talking to? Fucking Mitch and Robbie are shooting the shit with him on the sideline. And Mitch is telling him all these ideas he's have. Tariko's eating it up, you know, probably telling Robbie Gold some Tiger Woods stories. And he leaves like, I got some sweet nuggets. Like, no, we don't want the banana boat. We don't want these draws. Robbie, let's just fall through your kicks. I'm not special team one-on-one here, but holy cannoli.
2: But... (laughs) What? Yeah, Niners won, Niners won on Sunday he night, did, by the way.
3: He did pin one at the one-yard line. He,
2: when it was when it was time to get clutch, he but got clutch. But
4: he just did a normal punt.
2: Yeah, when it was time to get clutch, it, he got clutch. At they the did night. win, 22-16. 49ers won. And as we saw today, I mean, I can't tell you. Oh, I, actually, I can banana. tell you because I gave you the stat the other day. What? He said Mike Tarico called it a rotten banana. <laughs> a rotten banana, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many... Games you flip on, not flip on. I mean, I watch Red Zone, and when they show the the when they flip to the game and they show the two teams playing, and you see the little score bar at the bottom and it has their records, it feels like half of the like maybe it feels like everybody is three and six. I mean, there is some bad football being played out there in terms of wins and losses. So the Niners won; they're five and four. That's important. We'll get to a lot a lot of people uh in your phone and my phone complaining about Kyle Shanahan I uh, which we'll get to. Actually, some of the people on my phone were just you. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that. But uh, they did win the game. It was not pretty, but they they, they did the most important thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, you do not get style points. Like people were complaining <clears throat> on Saturday night about Tennessee running up the score in Missouri. And they had to run up the score. They're They're trying to get into the playoffs, right? It makes sense in college football for Michigan, for Ohio State, for some of these teams to run up the score, especially now that we had some losses the other night that's going to fucking open this thing up. Like winning a game 50-20 to instead of winning a game 30-20 to is important. There is one sport that it does not matter one iota, and that is the NFL. Like in college it matters. Maybe even in high school it matters. In the NFL it does not mean shit. No matter how ugly a game looks, no matter how good a game looks, the only thing that matters is you win the game. At one point in time, I looked up, the Bears were kicking the Lions' ass. Then all of a sudden, the Lions won the game. So it's like, yeah, Justin Fields has made all these plays the last couple of weeks. They've lost the last couple of weeks. Bills were and kicking the Vikings' ass. Kicking their ass, up 10 points, driving in, and then it all flipped 10 minutes to go. The only thing that matters is winning and losing. So we can nitpick, and we will, dive into this because I think when you're a good team, like if we were doing a Chiefs, podcast they're kind of rolling now but you would individually talk about things like they need to work on this it's all about like can you win playoff games and that's now that the Niners are head above water and somehow you know above 500 because for a split second I would say my confidence level was ebbing and flowing throughout this night there was a point in time where I wouldn't say I was I was resigned they were going to lose but I was like well if they do lose and they're four and five, right? Would that have been their record? Yeah. They're four and five. I was like, well, they were four and five last year. That's how I justified it in my head. But that's not a good place to be. No. And all, win this game, you get to five and four. You now get Monday night in Mexico against probably Colt McCoy and just a terrible body, even when that team wins. That body language. I mean, Kyler, can you just smile on the sideline for the love of God? He is just a mopey guy. Uh, but like you have a very good chance to get a little redemption with either a banged up Kyler or Colt McCoy, that you've put yourself in a position now to kind of get rolling. And they showed right at the end of the game before I pressed power to hop on with you. They had the list of the Niners' upcoming opponents. Like a lot of their records aren't good. Like you said, like that's part of the NFL. But I mean, when you see the Saints' record, right? When you see the Commanders' record, who's probably going to lose tomorrow? <laughs> the Raiders <laughs> I mean they, they got some teams that you know I, and I do think when when well, the we Raiders look at, aren't
2: part of the group John they're the second worst record in the NFL true. Not, but <laughs> but I think the, when we look at the ca- TJ Stroud right now
3: when we look at the Cardinals like they, they got Ertz was carted off today like that's a team that yeah I haven't seen the spread but the Niners are going to be favored in that game on a it's technically a Cardinals home game but it's a neutral site who who? I mean I would imagine the, the 49ers have more fans but my point is like Be one thing like, well, your favorite against the Cardinals and you're four and five, like you're five and four, you win that game, you're six and four. All of a sudden, it feels like you've got some momentum. Now you got to figure some things out. And I guess one way I would justify would be the wrong way to put it coming off a bye, still, you know, integrating some new people, missing some, you know, defensive players kind of coming in and out. Wasn't pretty. You are playing a quarterback that I know. Fuck, I would. Kyle Shanahan would. Give anything to have on his team. So would a lot of teams, right? I, I don't see how you watch that guy and go, like,
2: that guy's not really good.
3: <laughs> you know, I mean, he's pl- who's he playing with right now?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of nobodies relative to who he's supposed to be playing with. No, he's fantastic. I, I, I think, like, on the 50,000 feet, it was a good day for the 49ers too because the S- Seattle lost uh, early in Germany to Tampa. Uh, and so now they're six and four, and the Niners are five and four, and obviously they've beaten them head to head. So, Rams died today. Rams died, yeah. Rams lost to the Cardinals. They're three and six. Arizona's four and six. So, you see, Cup kind of guy had to be carried to the bench. Yeah, I, I I think the initial reports that I read this afternoon on Twitter were that they sorry, uh, were that they may not be as bad as they thought, but I saw uh, a headline said McVay, it didn't look good. So, yeah. I mean, three and six, and you know Stafford didn't play, and it's. I I don't think the funny thing today was before Seattle, but well, not before Seattle played, but at some point, maybe it was yesterday that Seattle's talking extension with Gino contract. Yeah. Which you know, okay, whatever. It, it would but not, I don't be, I don't
3: think it's crazy yeah, if you do apparently. like three for sixty, guarantee forty, right? What else are you gonna? What are your
2: other options, guy? Yeah, I mean, you're not in a position to draft a guy at this point, but you've played ten games. Let's just. Long way to go. That I mean, you know, was
3: a first overall a, a number, a first round pick. I just mean if you can get him, I'm not paying him like eighty million dollars. But if you can get him for guarantee him twenty five million dollars, you'd pay him to. Yeah, be I a mean you're right. The odds
2: are you're not going to upgrade this off season, but plus you can still draft a guy if you
3: feel necessary. Yeah, because I don't know if you noticed Denver lost again.
2: I did notice that Denver lost again, but they're still not in last place in their division. He knows that. <laughs> I also noticed – John, again, there's a lot of three – they have three wins. There's a lot of teams with three. There's only one team in the NFL with two. There's only one team in the NFL with one. The Raiders have two. The Texans have one. Kind of crazy the Niners
3: and the Chargers have the same record. But, I mean, that's what happened. The Chargers did come in at five and three. So, if they would have won this game, they would have been in pretty good shape. Now they play the Chiefs. I guess they get the Chiefs at home, right, because they played Kansas City.
2: I can't night now. But, I mean – you know, now they lose that game. They're five and five. But whatever, the AFC is—they're probably still a playoff team, unless the fighting Colts, Char- Chargers, Chiefs, Sunday night next week. Yeah, because I, I think uh, they got flexed into it. I think it's what Tarico was saying, isn't that next Sunday? Oh yeah, I guess we're in week eleven next week, right? I saw one of the uh, one of the who, Mike Reese ESPN tweeted today. He's like, Raiders have a who's their? They have a late season Sunday night game. I don't remember who it is. He's like, you, you got to wonder it's Oh, Raiders Patriots week 15. Oh yeah. Because he's a Patriot guy. If they're going to get booted out of that. He's like, you got to wonder if that game's going to get flexed. I'm like, uh, Mike, no, you don't, you don't have <laughs> to wonder it's getting flexed. Adios. <laughs> uh, Mike on the stream says you guys too cocky for a Jimmy. <clears throat> team. Oh, which reminds me. I saw Well, well, I'll get to Jimmy coming up later. Um, Let's talk about what I think a lot of people came out of that game feeling. We started it with some positivity. There's some other good things to talk about, but I think it, like the general feeling from people. You're getting text DMs. I'm getting text DMs. I got a text. I had a thread going with a buddy who was just that Niners last drive was just furious. Not even a Niners fan. He's like, I don't watch the Niners a lot, but why are they so boring on offense?
3: Guy, I'm. Scr- I was screaming at my TV at a, at a principle of. You have an all-star team on offense, and I get you have wet dreams to run plays. I'm not even trying to be funny. I mean, this. I have never seen a modern-day coach love running as much, especially a younger coach. He's addicted to running, guy. He's addicted to running the ball, which I'm all for because there is an element Of toughness that comes along with that. Like, I I like that to be the ethos of your team. I have no problem with it. I'm a big Jim Harbaugh guy. Same thing. He's wired like that. I think Bill, deep down, like, I I have no problem with running it when you can establish and shove a guy around. They had clear mismatches on the outside. Like, they can't cover Brandon Ayuk. Like, they can't cover Jawan Jennings. Like, you can go four or five wide. I don't know. You have this guy named George Kittle who who's pretty good pass catcher like you can put him in the slot you can spread it out and not run like seven step drops and not do like an Andy Reed just pass it all the time offense but it was pretty clear that like you were going to be able to throw it around get rid of the ball quickly and like to Kyle that means those quick screens which I am okay with doing it every once in a while I thought he fucking held on to those things a little too hard especially when Jimmy was not comfortable like the ball was kind of flying on him I, it's borderline embarrassing sometimes how unwilling he is to just call a pass play. And then he gets in positions where he doesn't have a choice and sometimes, and then it just works. It's like, Kyle, you, you, you you've drafted these guys and paid these guys a lot of money. Why? Cause they're really good. I saw somehow oh, it was on Instagram. Daniel Jeremiah tweeted it out <laughs> and it came on my Instagram feed that he said, I've never, cause obviously he does the, the chargers broadcast. So he studied the 49ers and he's like, in all my years around the NFL, almost two decades, I've never seen a team run so violently after the catch. He's like, it, it is. They're the most violent after the catch team I think I've ever seen. Well, throw them the ball, you know? And, and I don't, like those screens, he's just addicted to that fucking play. It, how often is that play honestly going to work? And you have one of the great screen players of all time in Debo Samuel. Can you just run him like a slant? Can you just run him a quick out? Like that? that serves the same purpose. And you know what? It just gets him one on one with the guy instead of like, well, if, if use check slips or if Trent Williams can't get there, then he's going to get he's got to make three guys miss and break a tackle. Like, I, I just don't see why you can't run some basic pass plays when you have an all star team of pass catchers.
2: Well, I thought it was funny at the very beginning of the game when Melissa Stark said Christian McCaffrey got in the huddle and said, I feel like I'm at the pro ball. Well, early on, the Niners were kind of playing like Pro Bowl offense where you got all these stars. But And this is what I've been saying for a few weeks. There is only one ball. And I know, and I I just saw, I lost the comment here. Somebody made the comment, which is a good comment. Like the Chargers were very depleted on their defensive front in particular. And that's the type of team that you want to attack with the run. Somebody else said, well, they're breaking off. McCaffrey's breaking off seven, eight-yard runs. Well, by the end of the day, McCaffrey averaged under three yards a carry, as it turned out. I do think fundamentally there's something to be said for the chargers are very depleted on defense. You want to shove the ball down their throat. I get that. I agree with that. And they were, they were, we're they were doing it. I mean, you, you
3: can do both.
2: Yeah. I think what we're talking about here is not just this game. It's the big picture. It's that it's, it is not an automatic that with all these star players, the 49ers offense is dynamic, right? And in the red zone, especially when it's harder to just pound the rock, as we saw multiple times today, they're really, they did not have a lot going on in the red zone. Now they should have scored that touchdown. I think I actually was going to the ground. I think he thought it was going to be a low throw and it came up high on him. It was a good throw by Jimmy. I'm not blaming him, but I think that's what happened on that play. That should have been a touchdown, but their inability to score touchdowns in the red zone sometimes is, I think the most infuriating part, especially when it's on that first drive and it's, you know, this whole, like, you know, this might be the best drive of the game for them. So, uh,
3: well, because what usually happens, run, run, and then he starters. passes on
2: third down, right? That yeah, happens although I, I know, although early I did, I, this isn't the final numbers. I did chalk it up uh, near the end of the game. They were eight first down passes, eight second down passes, and seven third down passes. So that's not all of Jimmy's throws because he made 28 throws, and that uh, is 16 plus seven is 23. but. Um, you know, for a portion of the game, that's it. Because my feeling was they were only throwing it on third down, which was not necessarily the case. We'd have to look at the downs and distances. But ultimately, the the bottom line was to score twenty two points and to really struggle to score twenty two points and to struggle to score touchdowns. Um, you know, you, they they're just gonna have to be better than that on offense if they're gonna actually be a, a a you know a team that can win playoff games this year.
3: Well, I would go in reverse. I would throw the ball on first down. And then, you know, if you're going to hit half those passes, you're going to be in conducive plays second and two. Sometimes you'll just get a first down. It'll give you some breathing room. Even when the the Chargers are losing guys left and right. I mean, it would – it felt like the 49ers, right? The amount of guys that they were losing, and clearly they came into this game with a lot of guys out. They still have NFL players on their team, like guys from the practice squad, guys they've claimed. Like the Colts. Yeah. (laughs) So when they know you're going to run the ball, my mom knows you're going to run. You know they're going to run. Everyone listening knows they're going to run. They can just tell everyone to trigger on the snap toward the line of scrimmage, right? And to me, I was thinking a couple times when that was happening time after time on the last several drives. You know, you got this $15 million tight end or you got this guy named Debo. What if he ran like a stutter and go? What if you just sent him down the seam? I. What if you just had a curveball? But Kyle... Why I, do I even think that? Because I know, nope, we're going to run it, 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 run it. It's like, holy fuck. And I understand, like, you want to take advantage of their weakness. But aren't you kind of playing chess, too? Like, if they're selling out and you have back-to-back-to-back drives of them just selling out, why don't you hit a curveball? Just take a shot. And when I say a shot, I don't mean, like, seven-step drop, throw, a go route. I just mean something just. Instead of off, oh, he's gonna pass it. What's he gonna do here? Fucking jailbreak screen to McCaffrey or Debo. It's like you know it's coming.
2: Yeah, the part of it. I, I mean, being in I thought second, Kyle.
3: I thought Kyle had a shitty night. I thought he had a really shitty night.
2: Being in second and long for them is a bad place to be. I think he really despises right not getting anything on first down, uh, or obviously negative yardage on first down, but. Um, and we're not arguing. I mean, they're two. I mean, they're one-two punch right
3: now. with Those running backs are awesome. Like, I, I'm pro running the ball, but Kyle's inability to, like, hey man, you can just go like three straight plays, four or five wide, and you those running backs can catch. Like, you they can be part of it. <laughs> That's the yep. thing. It, it happened a couple times and it worked. What, a couple must downs. What happened? They threw it to like their fourth, fifth weapon, Jawan Jennings. Who looks like if you just watched the NFL today and you went, you know, he's a ten million dollar guy, people would believe you. Like if you didn't know anything the way he looks, the way he he is on third, he is on third and seven. I I just, but for them to win big, you you just, it, well, maybe this, they're just always, they're just going to play in this game every single week. Well, that's that's the
2: fear. That's the fear is that they're going to play in that game every week. And that 16 to 13 Mm -hmm. is just, that was the drive to me, 16 to 13. It was just about trying to end the game. It was like, they were trying to get a seven minute drive to end that game or a six minute drive to end that game. It ended up being a four and a half minute drive and they kicked the field goal. Um, on the goal line or they you know they they lost a yard on the goal line and then kicked the field goal but it felt like the point of that drive number 1 was to kill the clock but killing 4 minutes when there's 6 minutes left when the other team has three timeouts and they have Justin Herbert albeit he doesn't have you know his weapons you didn't what did you really accomplish if you kill the clock and they have 2 2 minutes for a real NFL offense with three timeouts is not you didn't kill the clock so you spend four and a half minutes trying to kill the clock, you end up kicking a field goal. Now, I mean, as it turned out, it worked out, but that—that that to me was the fru- the most frustrating drive. The mindset was let's kill the clock with a three point lead <laughs> and six minutes left. It's, it's when the, the mindset should be let's score a touchdown and end the game. But but even if you think back to early in the game, the
3: first couple drives, I think you this, I think the second drive, IU fumbles. It was clear. It's like I don't think they're going to be able to cover this guy. And in fairness, I don't know if you've watched that youth last month. And Kyle even talked about it. He's been playing the best football of his life. The eye test, the, the stat test. He fucking looks awesome. Feed him the rock, like or, or just keep feed, keep using him throughout first, second, and third downs.
2: Yeah. I, but like, I did think like he ends the game with six catches for eighty four yards. He probably felt like, but like Kittle had two catches or one catch, one two targets, one catch. At this point, comparing Kittle. And Kelsey, we don't play like, the same. They don't play the same game. It's like comparing a defensive tackle in a corner. It's like they're not they're not playing the same position, you know, and it's not a, that that is not a negative on George. It's just they are not to compare those two guys. But 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 it's as kind of like they're two, it's like saying they're two great defensive players and one of them is Warren Sapp and one of them is Deion Sanders.
3: So it's like okay, you can. They're missing defensive tackles, and in theory, you should be able to run it right down their throat nonstop. Yeah. Well, they also can't cover eleven, so you can get like, if he had nine or ten catches, you're going to have so many more first downs. Like ultimately, it's not very likely you're going to get a first down on a first and ten run, right? That that is a huge bonus. But in Kyle's mind, I think he thinks it's as like. More likely, I, I don't know. It's, well,
2: but they I, they, they I mean, I think he just wants to take. You know, if they're you'll go take eight yards on a first down run, right? I I just can't
3: get over how conservative he is with the weapons he has. That's what's pretty wild. I, I would get it if he's playing with. Can you imagine if he if he played a game with what the Chargers just played a game with? I don't know what he'd do. It, oh, I do. He just handed Eckler all the time. It looked the same. That's the point.
2: It would look that – that is the point, John. It would look the same, right? That's a – he's got to be better. Yeah, I, I – you know, it doesn't always have to be running back, you know, McCaffrey throwing the ball on some throwback pass. It's not about doing crazy shit necessarily. But in theory, somebody should be open because they're all so hard to cover and this defense is selling out, you know, for the run. The other thing is at this point in time we- – uh, well to, to me wide open out of nowhere where was that play well to me early
3: in a season you know every team starts like your, your team doesn't carry over so last year just because they made the nfc championship game and they were tough as shit they're not guaranteed to be the same thing right it's every coach says that there's turnover with players there's new guys that start but like it's pretty clear like the team's tough <laughs> like I, no one has any qualms like do they got guys you want to go to war with? They do. We know it. Like no one questions. Like, can you get in the trenches with these boys? Fuck yes. Okay. The, the, the goal now should be kicking ass and taking names. No, it's like we gotta establish. No, you don't. Like you're tougher than the Chargers. That that before the game is even snapped, they got like three guys that can hang with your toughness. Khalil Mack, Derwin James, like Herbert. Other than that, you're tougher than them. Okay. So how can you get to, like, 30-plus points where they can't sniff that instead of, like, let's just hold on for dear life with our 19? You know, was like, exactly. oh my God, this is crazy. How does he – Kyle, you want to know how you went from a 40-year-old to now being 43 and looking like you're 56? Because you're playing like this. You... Fuck, Andy's looked the same now for, like, seven years. you having a blast. Like, you can throw some touchdowns and everyone breathes a little bit easier. Wasn't the Rams game fun? Let's just just score some touchdowns. Not the old-fashioned way of just running up the gut, running up the gut. They don't see this coming. Let's hit the edge. No, Kyle, they do. You know, no one disputes you're not the undisputed run game king in the NFL. Like, you you got all these markets cornered. Team's tough as shit. You guys got a great run game. But there are times in the game, like, they can't cover some of these guys. You can throw them the ball past the line of scrimmage. And they did it a couple times, and it worked easily. I mean (laughs) – what would Justin Herbert have done? Can I, can I just borrow Brandon Ayuk? Can, can I just borrow Jawan Jennings? Kyle's like, no, I need him to run block or have two A-
2: level or have two Austin Ecklers like you guys have, right? I, they I got just, two of them. They got the two of them. Plus they got Debo. And I'm not run, blaming Kittle by the way. Like he he's got to help block clearly. No, that's his role. <laughs> like they need that. I don't know if you saw the clip, McGlinchy on the on the third and goal, but just. I, I, Jeff Schwartz can break it down. I guess I missed. I didn't block anybody, and his guy made the play. Um, and then the Niners kicked the field goal. So, uh, and I don't, you know, is it the, is it is it the one that
3: got to twenty-two, like the final drive before they kicked? Yeah, it where off?
2: Elijah Mitchell went down
3: that play. Yeah. So you're saying that guy came in and flipped? Yeah, he did kind of trip on that. But you're saying McGlinchey didn't touch a soul?
2: Well, I yeah, I think McGlinchey maybe he did trip. I only saw a clip just real quick, so I'm not. I'm not into uh, – I thought Elijah uh, kind of
3: tripped, but – I did too. I understand. Like, at that point in time, you're playing the clock. There were times on previous drives where they just could have passed. And when I say pass, I don't mean like 20 yards down the field. You can run just like quick out routes to gain you basic yards. And you have the greatest after-the-catch guys in like modern history. Like four of them on your team, including the running
2: backs. I I know you're not criticizing the last drive, but I do think there's a fundamental – it's like in Kyle if you let Kyle Shanahan rework an NFL game he would change it from a 60 minute game to a 50 minute game and cut 10 minutes off the fourth quarter and just play the first five minutes of the fourth quarter right like it it, they so often play in games where it feels like they are just trying to get to the finish line with a three-point lead like all right we took a three point lead let's just nurse this sucker to the finish line like driving a car that's on E, and you're just throwing it in neutral every time you're coming down a hill to try and make it home. It'll be a great story. We pushed the gas tank to the limit, everybody, but didn't even fill up once. That's the feeling you get, right? A lot. And that to me is where we talk about that late drive. It felt like it was about killing the clock when it was too much time. Just go score a touchdown. That will end the game. That will end the game. So when Eric on the stream says, why is every nighter game a roller coaster? I think it's partly that. That it's like get a lead and then just nurse that bad boy all the way to the end. And it puts the defense in these spots. where all of a sudden, they're like, all right, fellas, two minutes left. The other quarterback's got three timeouts. Don't let them get a field goal.
3: Well, you you know the drives where a team has one less than their full arsenal of timeouts. So it's like you get to that third down. You're like, well, we run it, take 40 seconds off the clock. Let's say if it's like, you know, at the two-minute warning, get them down at minimum to 120. They got no timeouts. Or do we go for the kill shot? The Niners weren't even in that position. It was like they got all their timeouts, Kyle. So they're going unless you score, they're calling time out. They're getting the ball back, and I don't think it even crossed his mind to to pass. Like it's not even that's that's not the way he's wired. Like I, I think Sean Payton's the Andy Reeds, hell even Pete Carroll. I think it would cross their mind like let's get super ballsy because I told you before we I think hopped on Collinsworth when they got stuffed on the Mitchell play and they basically went from the one probably to like the two and a half. Yeah he's like, I think Kyle, I wonder if Kyle would have gone for it. And you said, I bet he would have ran the quarterback sneak. And maybe, but I think in his mind, I get that extra field goal. They got to score a touchdown. My defense has been playing great. Like, I would have bet against him going for it. Now, if he did go for it, I would have bet on the quarterback sneak, not some crazy play. But the Kyle Shanahan that I've been watching now for whatever year he's in, five and a half, like, it's, it's pretty clear the way he's wired and what he leans. And there's a difference of, like, going forward every once in a while. Like, in nut-cutting time, in a tight game, in a, you know, a two- or three-point game or a three-point game to make it a six or go for it, like, I think he would have kicked the field goal there. I, I think he would have kicked the field goal there if, if he just would have been stuffed at the one-yard line, if it would have just, you know, not gone back. Yeah, yeah. He might've, I'm not based uh, on his, based on his, he, you'd say based on his history, he'd be more inclined to kick the field goal than
2: roll the dice.
3: Even though even 100%. Collins were like, if he rolls the dice, so what? You give them the one yard line. They got no yeah. timeouts. It's, and it's like, not
2: It's not totally illogical to kick the field goal. I get it. You make them drive the field score a touchdown. They have struggled to do that. I understand it. But to me, part of it is what you just said. Like you're just going to put them in the end zone where they just were. And Justin Herbert was under pressure. On every play. I mean, they they did bring a lot of heat in the second half of the game and put him in a lot of bad spots. But you're right. I mean, history tells us that he would have kicked that field goal if that ball was on the one-inch line. I would have liked to have seen him go for it, try and score the touchdown. A lot of Twitter was very mad at him, John. I'm here to report to you, but you can't really use that to gauge anything because I think a lot of people had the Niners uh, minus seven and really wanted them to kick the to, to score the touchdown, not kick the field goal. So I think that's probably why one of my buddies was texting me so angry. I think he probably had the Niners minus seven. <clears throat> to take that worth a grain of salt. But um, the sneak is they are incredibly good at the sneak. They are. Jimmy, I wa- you know, you watched some bad sneaks today. I watched Josh Allen, the Bills, struggle to sneak. The exchange part of it's difficult, but they're obviously very good at that. So it wouldn't have surprised me if they had gone for it in that spot. For
3: them to win a Super Bowl – whether it's with Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's with the Trey Lance coming back, whether it's when they signed Tom Brady this offseason, he's got to be aggressive. That is the only way to win it. It's the only way to consistently win big games. Like, you're not always going to have some crazy punt block in a game where your offense is shitty, right? I mean, they like sometimes you got to put your nuts on the table. And it just feels he is always inclined to not do that. And just I, I think he's just always going to lean with the defense. And as we've seen going back to their, you know, probably their second worst loss of the season, maybe the worst loss, the Denver game, he played that way. And even Russell Wilson, who was having probably the worst season of his career, I haven't looked at his numbers. I mean, they scored 10 points today. What did he do against them? Pulled a Russell Wilson drive out of the hat and beat when their defense was fully healthy at the time and drove right down the field. Because football's hard. And the, the one thing I do agree with the analytical elites is like, they just tend to be more aggressive. Like I'm cool with taking field goals in certain spots, like Sean McDermott, not taking the field goal up 10 when they're not doing shit. And then he goes for it and they throw a pick. Like that was a devastating uh, momentum transition, but in a position where it's like, cow, you can stick a knife in their throat. And even if you don't, even if you miss their throat, the defense is right there, and they're pinned up against it. He's just not inclined to do that. Like, even then, when he kicks the field goal and then he kicks off to him, if you told me he went for it at the two-yard line, I wouldn't have been critical of him. I, I wouldn't have, and, and they would have got stuffed. Then they kick the ball off, and it's like, well, he doesn't even get close to the end zone. I'm just thinking, what if this guy ran it back? He didn't, but I, I'm just saying, like, it crossed my mind when he caught it at, like, the seven-yard line with 100%. a lot of space. I'm just yeah, like, if you if fail, in this you know position, where they're going to have the ball on the one (laughs) on the one and your defense can already kind of basically they can swarm. Your defense is fast. It's going to be hard for them to go 50 yards given who they're playing with, but that's just not the way he thinks. And I'm just, I'm not the most conservative individual by nature in terms of like being aggressive with my life. So I, I don't relate to that that well, especially when you have the advantage, like Kyle, you have the players, like like when some people yell, you know, the number of guys over the years have gotten mad when people don't go for it, like with the shitty teams it's like, well, they have the worst offense in the league. Their offensive lines awful. It's like, Kyle, you are lo- you got a loaded gun here. So even if you miss like you're shooting hollow points here, buddy. And even when he tries to be aggressive, it's like, God, Kyle, you're running these fucking jailbreak screens just because it worked against Chicago. It's like, you're making it so hard on D. But I'd rather just have you hand the ball to him. Or so he I, lo- I prefer. He loves, that. he loves that play way more than I do. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah. I, 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 I would say I'd scrap the high, play, one
3: but one I, I would too. kind of move on from it a little
2: bit. And, and then every once in a while, it'll just, if the throw's right, it can just be an automatic eight. And sometimes it's a touchdown, but. I, I'm with you. I I do think there is a part of this that is, I mean, a larger part of it, whatever the percentage is, 80% of it, that's just fundamentally who he is. I do think part of it is uh, a general lack of trust in Jimmy Garoppolo, even though Jimmy made some the, – the throw that Garoppolo made to Iuke on third down and long was very good. I mean, he made some really good throws today. But I do think that part of it is – He's
3: your quarterback, though, guy. You're in the boat with him. You don't no, I get choice. it.
2: But, I, but we, with a lead, trailing, whatever, like there is a fundamental – one of this team's fundamental flaws, and we've talked about it for years, is that they can't strike quickly. They just generally don't. Right. It takes. It's So I always. I've been calling it the Princeton offense for years. It takes seven things to go well backdoor cut, good screen, good, good block on the backside, nice fundamental bounce pass, nice catch, layup, two feet, both feet, right hand, left hand. Like it just. It takes all of this stuff consistently. That's not new with them. And that's not well, the, co- the coach
3: calls a lot of run plays on drives. So, I mean, that's slow. It takes that takes some time, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but Even we when just, Jimmy's I, off.
2: But, but I think it's, I mean, it's not debatable that they cannot, they do not strike, they cannot strike quickly with any consistency. They don't get the ball down the field effectively, like 20 yards over the middle, over the top, 40 yards over the top. And I know people, oh, look at the yards per attempt. Yeah, I know. I see the throws. I watch the game. They don't put it over the top of anybody for the most part. They don't hit that throw. They tried like three times to Danny Gray. I haven't seen him in weeks. Yeah. Just gave up on it. Like That's yeah. over. That play doesn't that. work. Right? They gave up on it. They don't do that. They they cannot I they cannot consistently do it. They just can't.
3: Well, they hit IU a couple times over the middle of the day on some explosive throws. Yes,
2: but, I mean, you, th- the, those plays are different than the over-the-top throws that I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm not even asking for over the top. No, I'm just Ten yard I, out. I, I no. I, I this is a separate point from the point you're making. I think fundamentally, what what he wants to do and what he is is what you're saying. But I do think we have to acknowledge that part of this is also they are they are offensively limited because that is not a strength of Jimmy. It's not a strength of Jimmy Garoppolo. It is not and, a part th- of his and game. And they don't really have. I mean,
3: you <clears throat> in theory could be. Debo's not. Kittle's a tight end. Juwan Jennings is not. They they don't have a deep quote unquote threat. I, I would say a true, you know, a guy that truly, I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I would throw a ball. I, I would just call
2: the plays. I mean, that's. No, what they, but they I, don't. I, I mean, you and I watch practice. Like, that's not. Debo's not running go routes on people.
3: B- well, no, not on Debo, but I'm just saying, I, I think IU can run a go route. I do yeah, believe I, he
2: could. I, I would think. I mean, they, I bet if just, we watch his college just, tape,
3: we'd see him. He just doesn't call the play.
2: Yeah, I, I think he doesn't call the play because it doesn't work, because Jimmy doesn't hit it. Jimmy does other things well, but We're the not, only way, you know, something doesn't work. The only way is if you run into game, I think in they've, I, I, Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident it doesn't work. I've seen Jimmy throw the deep ball over the top enough to know they don't hit it. What about his rollout to Ray Ray? That was one of the best plays of his life, I think. And I'm not <laughs> I, I, seriously, like it was an incredible, what does he make that play?
3: In that practice with the trainers. He used to work on that. Remember? Yeah, I guess you're right. That was a really strong throw. It was good. Hit Ray Ray, good. That's a great little like Ray Ray was just sitting there, and then he knows when he scrambles to just go deep. That was genius. Yeah, it was
2: like, kind of like the McCaffrey touchdown against the Rams, kinda. But yeah, so that it, was it a really. really good tro- it was
3: a deep explosive play where the guy was actually just stopped in the line of scrimmage and took off.
2: It was a delay. It's like a delayed steal, a delayed go route, which I. But I'd he only of. he only delays
3: and takes off because Jimmy moves right. If Jimmy doesn't move, he doesn't budge. No, he's the
2: safety valve. Yeah. <laughs> Scramble drill or whatever. Well, remember we talked to, to Dante Whitner about it on the show. And if you missed Dante the other day, it was really good. But he was like, no, it's just scramble rules. That's just you just go. Just- and those are that is scramble rules, right? You yeah. when you're onto this guy's side,
3: you go. Especially yeah. he had a linebacker on can't run with Ray Ray. I don't know if you checked Ray Ray's Instagram. He
2: Ray Ray's fly cat, man. <laughs> I think you sent me some you sent me a photo of Ray Ray's outfit the other day. Yeah, you had like bell bottoms on. You know, Ray Ray's got some curveballs. <laughs> John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at sleepnumber.com slash ham, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Whether you like it, sleeping a little softer, like middle cough, sleep number 40, or me, a little firmer, a little firmer, 55, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Choose proven quality sleep from sleepnumber and discover special offers for a limited time right now at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep, sleep number, turn the
3: lights off, get a good night's sleep. Cool cool down the room. That's key. Cool down the room. I like it ice cold. <clears throat> don't sleep too hot, hard to get a good night's sleep. Don't sleep too cold. Try to find the right uh, temperature. Try to find the right outfit. I, I'm a, just a basketball shorts, that it, guys. <laughs> right outfit. If, if, if I sleep with a shirt guy, I don't sleep. Yeah. I cannot. When I see these movies of men sleeping in pajamas, My first reaction is like, is this guy really sleeping? Like, because I can't sleep with, can you sleep in pants? I can't sleep in pants. Nope. Nope. It's 17 degrees. I will be in boxers and that's it. It'd be impossible for me to fall asleep in pants. With a leg out. (laughs) It it just wouldn't even work. But uh, can't recommend enough. You get in a sleep number, you put on your right outfit, you'll be sleeping like a baby. Proving quality sleep from sleep number because to be your best every day, proven quality sleep is needed every night. (laughs) Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham.
2: I'll say this real quick too. Consider a dual control mattress layer or blanket that allows you to individualize your warmth on either side. And there's temperature benefit beds. New Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools on each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortably. Sleepnumber.com slash ham.
4: Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year Yeah, Prize Picks is where it's at. Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get it on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani Less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash for example this week on prize picks you can go Anthony Edwards more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic more than 10 rebounds playoff times the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup so right now download the prize picks app and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to hundred dollars Prize picks. Code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
3: What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone. Download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
2: All right, what's next? Let's go positive. Okay, because Where do you want
1: to go. Well, I
3: I give this guy's mom some credit. She was flossing tonight. How about Bosa's mom's outfit? How about the chain. Did the, you see the big old chain she was. The wearing? chain. The, With the old- what? Her hat say football mom. Yeah, but it was like bedazzled. Oh, it was sweet. The the dual jersey. That woman has given birth to Joey's really good. I feel like Nick's a mutant like Joey's a really good player. You feel very good about him going the top five when he's on the field. He's been fantastic. Nick is on a different level. Nick's stance that he's got going now and he's always had it. I feel like it's even getting he's personalizing a little bit. This sprinter stance that it's. It feels like every time the ball is snapped, he's got a chance to just wreck shop. And he had his ninth night, night sack, the ninth, nine and a half sacks. At the end of the game on multiple drives, he was all over fucking Herbert. I mean, one play, he had a 360 on the final drive. I guess it wasn't technically the final drive, but...
2: And then, then Kyle did a quick three and out field goal. You're talking about and the end zone, the, car, the Chargers end zone drive where they were in there. Yeah, line.
3: he did this 360 on the tackle and luckily the guard came to help and clipped him or he would have killed Herbert. He He just looks he's everything you want when you draft a guy really high and you want to build your defense around the guy. And I also think he took some shit last year because, you know, I don't think he quite played at his level. He just got paid. I think by the end of the season, he said he felt pressure to live up to the hype. And by the end of the season, remember, Fred was awesome. It, that I remember the Packer game and the Cowboy game in the playoffs. Like Fred Warner was everything you'd want out of a star linebacker. He's dominated this year. And he was like when Greenlaw got thrown out of the game and you, there's I despise throwing an athlete
2: out of a game. <laughs> I didn't know they were throwing NFL guys out of games, John. I'll be honest with you. It's it's it really bothers me. I was and I was stunned when they threw an,
3: when they threw Drake Green out of that game. I was as well, but I I wasn't that worried because fifty four makes every tackle, and there was a screenplay where he triggered so fast, even Collinsworth like I, best screen linebacker I've ever seen. <laughs> he
2: those two guys were kicking the shit out of everyone tonight. Ah, uh, four quarterback hurries, three TFLs. I don't know if that counts on the on the. I think it was the second down play, the second or the third down play when Herbert was in his end zone at the end of the game. Bosa took Foster Sorrell, the right tackle, making his first career start at right tackle, just basically to the goalpost, to the base of the goalpost, and he never got to Herbert because he got like kind of. I don't know if I'd have to see. I maybe Sorel like kind of hugged him and took him with him. But he got off the ball so fast and just into his chest so fast. It is everything that every guy says they are in the spring is what Bosa actually is. You know, when the spring starts and it's like, I'm back faster than ever. I'm in the best shape of my life.
3: Well, it's like fish, I've never only, been di- fish only diet, yeah. no sodas, cut sugars, yeah. climbing Mount Everest.
2: I'm ready. No. <laughs> and just most times it's. You know, you're playing against a, a bunch of other guys, and they're also in the best shape of their life, quote-unquote, and it all comes out in the wash. Not with Nick. He said he was better than he's been, faster than he's ever been, and he. I think that's the part with him, is he does look like he's better than he's ever been this year. What or about the end-around play they tried to get him on Chief style and
3: he grabbed him, and Collinsworth dropped up. that's why you lift all them weights, and he grabbed yeah. him, and then the other hand got him. Khalil had a play like that earlier in the game, too. I mean they those guys get their paws on you. But you see, like if you just watch football, a lot of guys get the one hand, they slip out. Like it's it's probably you gotta be a little stronger than even you think for the bigger guys. And they they both grabbed them Oof. and the guy stopped
2: quick. He like sat down and was just holding, just holding on to him. There's no yeah, way for the like, guy to go. Just okay, drag on. me like a sled. You're not gonna be able to. <laughs> but you're right. Fred Fred was all over the place. When when it's weird, right? I don't know that you usually think of Defensive players as being on or off, even though, of course, they are right. You can have a bad game with your eyes, you can start tr- trying to do things outside of your role. You hear defensive coaches talk about that a lot trying to make a play that isn't yours to make, and it, then you start pushing or pressing and pressing. Well, it throws off the whole defense when you take out a gap like
3: it's all gap scheme or I mean, gap sound, right? So, if I have a gap, you have a gap, the next guy has a gap. Well, if I think the guy's going in your gap and I come over there, then he cuts to my gap and he goes for 40. Like that's my fault, even yeah. though it might look like it. Did you see how fast Middlecoff was in that gap? No, you fucked
2: up. Yeah. Where plays get like, made when you screw up, you know. It, it feels like Fred at times it's kind of been like that. Like he's kind of but right now he is he had three PBUs I tonight. I, I just I saw that. I <laughs> he's playing at a very high level. I feel yeah, they like had some drops. I thought down, you know the Chargers missed a couple third down plays early in the game had a drop on a touchdown you know they helped the, the chargers helped early the niners defense does tend to kind of get going um playing from behind makes life a little more difficult for them there was the one play that it looked like he was
3: throwing it to fungus guy but he was actually throwing it to the other guy and yeah. he hit him and they ended up i think holding them to a field goal on the drive. They had a false start on that po- on that drive. Yeah. But, but that visual of like I missed them. Oh my god, what? That <laughs> that play was crazy. This I would say the 49ers safeties in coverage I mean are a little bit of a liability. Like they're not that's the area the teams are attacking, right? Feels like those guys are usually chasing when you feel relatively close like their corners unlike last year are not getting smoke left and right now tonight's a bad example they're missing Mike Allen and Keenan or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen well, that's but those are not you know Keenan Allen's not a downfield smoker Mike maybe Could no but i just it just would have helped them i mean if those two guys are healthy the ebb and flow of those two guys would have been a little bit of a problem tonight cuz the niners came in they they just you know they had a bye week kind of Meh to them.
2: Yeah. Both of them, and Fred didn't. Yeah. Kyle did. Devin says, fast, small receivers like DeAndre Carter and McColl Hardman are dangerous to our slowish or slower-ish secondary. But that first, was it Carter that caught that first touchdown where it was just, yeah. Uh, kind of like that guy. He's growing on me a little bit as Ray Ray. You know, he runs hard on his returns. T- yeah, he's had a few moments to me that been a little dicey, but he's made some big plays for them too this year. Like he has like he has left his fingerprint is on the season. He's made some big plays for them. If he was a baseball player,
3: he'd be a a utility backup who pitch hits and makes some plays in the field like he'd grow on you as the season went on cuz he'd yeah. have he'd lose some games by striking out looking. And then break his bat, but then he'd also like hit a hit a ball off a wall when you're down two and like spark a rally. And then he, but then he'd be like going nuts on second base, pointing at everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, who would he be?
3: The Niners haven't really had him
2: the last couple of years. Well, a guy that's dynamic, but is not one of your top one, two, or three guys, yeah. right? And I mean, they really haven't had a returner for. A couple that's of what's years crazy. That's- for as talented as they are on offense, they're also deep. Like they also have Jennings. They also have Ray Ray. It's, I, I would say,
3: one thing with their red zone issues like when the Chargers have everyone healthy, they're big in the red zone, right? Mike Williams, a big guy. Keenan Allen's a big guy. Gerald Everett's a big guy. The Niners, I mean, they're two, one, two receivers are just smaller players. Like aiyuk has got to win like he did. Sweet route. I would say Debo's not really a red zone player. Yeah, not I mean, him and him and Kyle just don't really. I mean, unless you're running it to him or like a pitch sweep or a screen like. When does Debo like run routes in the red zone? You know, it's not. And they just kittle. Some just has games where you just they don't even fucking call his number. Like you would think in theory, like, why can't we figure something out for 85? I, I watch the Chiefs like who scored up oh, Kelsey. Where were they? They're the seven yard line. <laughs> they just
2: now we'll just try to run it in or something. Right, but the thing about those games like this one where he has one catch is it's not like he doesn't, you know, if we went to college, how I, this, much did George I, contribute? This, when contribute When We're on, on every Kyle play about he Kittle, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Kittle yeah. about Kittle. No, no, I know, I, know, Kittle. I know you're not, but you're right. I mean, the red zone is problematic, Yeah, and it's for a reason. I just think he wants to run it in. Well, yeah, but there's also, who's your one-on-one, I'm just going to win in the red zone guy? You know, Ayuk and you can, like you need to be able to run a precise route in the red zone. Now, well, he, he the can. Route he caught, well, the ball he didn't catch was a fantastic route.
3: But he's but he's had red zone touchdowns, right, with route running. When yeah. I think of Ayuk, he scored red zone. Could they maybe implement in practice some fades with Juwan Jennings? He might drop him in practice. He catches him in the games. He, he is a that body that would work Tennessee. down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got to figure something out because what they've had going is not. You can be like, well, Jimmy, because the red zone exposes quarterbacks. True, but
2: the plays they call are just DOA. I mean, they're just like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Uh, Elijah Mitchell came back, John. Christian McCaffrey, he had 18 touches, 18 carries, sorry, for uh, 89 yards, five yards of carry. McCaffrey had 14 carries for 38 yards, 2.7 yards of carry. McCaffrey had six. Uh, Targets and four catches for 39 yards. Elijah Mitchell had one reception going backwards. Um, I don't think box score tells the McCaffrey impact. Box score kind of tells the Mitchell impact. He definitely had a big impact on the game. Well,
3: to me, when they run for over 150 yards in a game, like that's, they're going to be in the game, 150 plus. Like that's, that is, now I push back. I don't love it all the time in certain situations, but it is effective. Like you're right. When you look at McCaffrey's line, it doesn't quite add up to what I saw because I think he's been fantastic. And Elijah Mitchell, listen, it makes sense when you watch this game why Jeff Wilson, like, what was Jeff Wilson going to do, right? He was not going to play. Now, the you are just basically would have kept him for insurance if one of these two guys go down. But if these two guys stay erect, they're getting all the carries. And part of Kyle's team is like, the two running backs basically <laughs> account for <laughs> over thirty carries. Just the two of them, like the, those two guys, are going to touch the ball a lot just moving forward. I mean, that's just a fact. Whether I like it or not, again, I'm not against running, but they are more likely to combine for thirty five and cut out, you know, the touches for the other the outside guys than their likelihood to be like, you know, they actually they only touched the ball twenty four times and they got an extra six seven to go to Debo and iuke down the field. Right? Yeah, you know what's kind of crazy
2: looking at the box score is that to have those two guys one goes for 18 one goes for 14 i wouldn't have expected another four for debo uh on top of that but that's what debo had debo had four carries in the game well they definitely had like
3: they had the formations with them both in the back
2: yeah which is cool
3: they had a sweet one with mccaffrey kind of lead blocking which you know a little i didn't love it i
2: did not (laughs) love that play i don't think that play gained much yardage did it
3: no, but McCaffrey flew down and hit somebody. Yeah, but I did not. I not think love Debo that got tackled. You know, it might have been I Mitchell. Not. I
2: forget who it was, but I, I like that play. It's like it's on film now and everyone has to be ready for it, but I would prefer not to run McCaffrey as your lead blocker.
3: You don't like him running the use check role? No. Well, yeah,
2: use check is there. I know. But I thought he looked good. Somebody on the stream said they thought he looked pedestrian. I didn't. I I thought Christian looked good, but I. Um,
3: yeah, he looked fantastic. I mean, Christian is he's better than I realized what they were getting. And part of it, I just thought I wouldn't say shot, but when you have that many injuries and you miss that much time, you know, usually you're just not the same guy. And really the only thing that might be different is he's probably just top end speed, not as fast, but in terms of moves, in terms of contact, in terms of confidence, I mean, he looks like a, a star back doesn't he there were a couple plays mitchell's real mitchell's really natural as a runner
2: he, yeah yeah <laughs> he is
3: i got a couple texts from like random other teams fans
2: they're like god the niners backfield is nasty <laughs> like, yeah, Kyle's like Kyle knows. Knows. <laughs> yeah i know I, So i'm gonna run them i thought there were a couple plays where christian almost broke it and didn't and um i think he probably has it in him I don't think he'll go, you know, dep- it depends. I, he's not just going to run away from everybody for 60 yards, but I, I still think it's, I think we'll see it. Like I, I thought he was close a couple of times, to just breaking one for a, for a long run, a long touchdown. I'd be interested if you put him in Debo, the ball in their hands and had a run, who would win that race? I mean, in theory, Christian should. Uh, I would take Debo, I think. Ball in hand. I'm taking Debo. Ball, yeah. Ball in hand. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ball out of hand. Debo all of a sudden different guy. <laughs> yeah. One guy he, he turns into Bo Jackson with the ball in his hand and without it, he's like Ken Law.
2: So uh Yeah, I I I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh you know, we keep for this this Dolphins game, which is on the horizon because the Dolphins are the first place team in their division now. The Darkness gave us five bucks to say that the Dolphins remind me of the 2019 Niners. So much fun to watch. Kyle lost Mike McDaniel and tried to band aid his production with CMC. Kyle needs McDaniel. I think I, I've looked the other day. I think the Dolphins are like top five in the league in pass attempts this year. Uh, I'll go back and find it.
3: Two or just another three touchdowns today. No big deal. <sighs> I Jeff I'll Wilson, will, be honest, Jeff, I we a lot of them today. Well, I mean, they beat the shit out of the Browns. Jeff Wilson had 119 yards. Uh, Tyreek had a touchdown. Sherfield had a touchdown. Nice touchdown. Jalen Waddle made some
2: plays. They're just one, two, three, four. Uh, they're they're seventh in pass attempts, not top five. Sherfield, huh? Is it pretty
3: clear that McDaniel was a guy that loved Sherfield? Is that why he stole him, or maybe he fell in love with him once he yeah, was around I,
2: him? He's a good player. I mean, I can understand why you'd want him. He's. I just um like sometimes I watch the Dolphins and. Again, I don't watch them the way I watch the Niners, so a Dolphins fan might join us and say, like, no, that's incorrect. And I'd, I'm open to being wrong about this. But sometimes I watch them. And I think they – it feels like at times they do what the Niners do on the opening drive, just the whole game. Well, <laughs> Tyreek's open nonstop. That's, well, it's true. He's he's very dynamic. But, again, like, it's, the Niners aren't playing with, like, schmucks here. you, you like, the bonus- Tyreek. How, how many pass attempts did, did uh,
3: Jimmy have today? Uh, 28. Yeah, I mean it 2 at 32, so it didn't feel like he threw 28 times. Is it? <laughs> I would have guessed 20.
2: Yeah, it, I mean at the end of the day, it's he was 19 to 28, which is 68% for 240, which is actually probably a little more than I would have expected too. Somebody in the chat said there was a stat I guess on Sports Center uh after the game, Austin. Uh Jimmy G is 10 and 2 in games in which he doesn't throw a touchdown pass so you can do that he has this year
3: last year and in 19 like he does have a good defense right you you could not play like this on the lions you could that's, not play that's like kyle, this on that's, the that's kyle's
2: argument right is we play this way because this is what the whole this is a circle and all this is the way we've built the squad yeah
3: so i mean kyle are you cool with being 50 years old and you're gonna look 80 like, that's the way this is trending. Like, this, this is the way you just want to play forever? Like, this is crazy to me. It's just cra- like, hey, let's, maybe we could win this thing like 35 to 16. Nope. I'm going to squeak this bad boy out 20 to 16. It's going to fucking feel great. Does he get more joy out of like, God damn, that was a roller coaster and we won it. Because I, I, I feel I, like I get more joy, like watching these teams blow people out and everyone partying on the side. Like, Well, Andy Reid's is Pirates happy here. all of all- <laughs> mcdaniel's got the stunner shades on and tyreek's pointing at drew Rosenhaus on the sidelines. it's like it feels like everyone can just take a deep breath by the third quarter makes it a little bit easier on everyone's you know uh their heart muscles
2: meanwhile kyle's wearing a hood like he's about to knock off a liquor store
3: i mean Kyle is that cold at levi's <laughs> do you think he was starting to get tight Well was, I, you know what I else kyle he, does kyle does he, not hide when he calls plays you notice
2: that well his he plays are even... so long how could you read his lips <laughs> You would need a real professional to figure out what he's saying. Kyle, I think he puts the hood on like a horse wearing blinders. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to know what's going on with special teams. I don't know what D'Amico's up to. I don't care. I'm here just to I'm focused on this on the field right now. Thirty nine degrees a kick. Yeah. Oh. the Dolphins that's, that's how cold, cold it, it was, was, that was Levi. That is cold. That is cold.
3: The Dolphins are gonna be eight and three when they play the Niners in two weeks because they're playing the Texans this week. That game is, you know, assuming that the Niners can take care of business in Mexico City, that's gonna be a pretty big game. Bet it's one of the better games, you know, record-wise of the week. I mean, is Mike is do you consider the Dolphins like a lock playoff team? Like is Mike McDaniel's year one going to the playoffs with the Miami Dolphins? Um, I would say yes to that. Uh, he put, got say- the Texans. They'll be eight and three. His remaining games: Niners, Chargers, Bills, Packers, Patriot, Jets. So it's his final part of the schedule. Is
2: he's got a lot of hard games. Can he get to ten? I think he's close. I mean, ten is, you know, well, Would three he be and in? three, or three and four down the stretch, right?
3: Well, if he wins this week against Texans, he just have to go one, two, three, four, five, six.
2: He just have to go two and four down the stretch to get yeah. to ten. If yeah. he wins against Texans, that. I mean, the AFC. Well, I mean. You know, it's crazy to say this. The Colts actually aren't totally out of it. <laughs> now, maybe they just beat the Raiders and that was that. But um, Deshaun Watson comes back on Monday. He's not coming back to a team that is about to make a playoff run. They're three and six. So, you know, I think we that was one of the questions about the AFC, just big picture, like where will the Browns be on November 14th? And the answer is not in the playoff picture right now. Deshaun Watson's back this week. So tomorrow he's allowed to return to practice on Monday. Yeah, I googled it today because I was watching the Browns on Red Zone. Going, when's the coming back? We got to be close to Deshaun and Watson's return, and it's tomorrow. But they're fucked, right? I mean, they're three yeah. and six. Yeah. So yeah, I think Miami's in really good shape. So that game is uh, week thirteen. So the Niners. Well, we can we can I, I won't look at week thirteen yet, but. That's a big game for the
3: Niners. I mean, the Niners can't look. I mean, it'll, it'll be a tie game, and going in the fourth quarter against Colt McCoy in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Colt McCoy beat him last year. He beat him. I mean, didn't he kick his a- their ass? Their ass. Yeah. The, the Niners have got last two years, Fitzpatrick two years ago, and Colt last year just a couple ass whoopings from backup quarterbacks. Now, Fitzpatrick technically was a starter. That had to be one of the greatest games of Fitzpatrick's career in twenty. Wasn't remember that thing. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean now Colt dinged up his knee today, but the Niners should beat the like I'm sorry. Like they they should be able to beat the Cardinals.
2: Did did uh did Hopkins get his targets today? I saw one early in the game. Uh
3: yeah, he when I saw he had like nine for ninety and a touchdown, he was good.
2: I mean he is he's a monster. He finished ten for ninety eight. Colt McCoy. Eh. Colt had a good game. Um Ayuk, we, we've kind of talked about him a few times today, but I just—it was funny hearing Al and uh, not Al, uh, Tarico and Collinsworth talk about Ayuk in the doghouse, which was a lifetime ago. Like that whole thing is so far gone and and buried. Um, but I thought today just seeing him and the fumble, I I can't—I I don't know about you—I cut him a little slack on the fumble. He had both hands on the ball. He just spun into a helmet. And the helmet, you know, when a helmet hits a ball, that flush. I, I've not been in that spot, but I, I, I give you a little bit of slack because I think it's probably pretty hard to hold on to the ball in that spot. Some fumbles are free plays, right? right? He played really well. After, he, after, I think that. he looked sweet. He looked awesome. Yeah, he's he is, sweet. And, and that was with a fumble and a drop
3: touchdown. Like he, I think I, that I think that's the frustrating part, guy. Everyone knows how sweet Debo is. We saw how sweet Christian is. Everyone has seen enough wide receiver play if you just watch football now. Ayuk is sweet, and we know how sweet Kittle is. You're like, how is this, can this not work? Even if Jimmy is just an average guy, let him throw the ball. And then Juwan Jennings the starts making plays. Like, how is it not possible to just be more potent? More potent. Not necessarily explosive 30-yard bombs, but just more potent. Because there comes stretch of series when they're going three and out and three and out. You're like, how is this fucking humanly possible? The, the Chargers are rolling. I bet I Khalil Max playing with guys who doesn't know their names. Because last week they did a clip. When they, they asked, like, what's the kicker's name? Khalil was not asking the question or talking, but you could tell he had no clue. There is a strong chance there are guys he's playing with on defense that Khalil Mack could not tell you their first name and could not tell you where they went to college. And there might be part of Khalil where it's, it's weird. He still plays kind of hard. He's checked out a little bit. It's not like it doesn't feel like he's just the all in young Khalil Mack, but it does not feel the same, no. It, when you're playing against these random guys, if their team was fully loaded and that defense was like we thought it was going to be with J.C. Jackson and all these defensive tackles that they had to go along with Bosa and Khalil, I would be like, okay, this is going to be difficult. But that's not the case. J.C. Jackson is torn ACL. Joey Bosa is uh, shit. They even, was he even there. Did they even show him on camera.
2: I didn't see him. I don't. I don't know. I and when Melissa Stark did the report about his mom, she said, Joey, t- mute the TV. He's your mom is rooting for Nick tonight. So maybe he's at home, which I don't know.
3: You just leave. I mean, some injured players, you just get more, you stay at home. That's my point. Like you, you should be able to, they should have been able to hit these guys with lefts, with rights, with uppercuts, with jabs. And it just felt like I'm just going to hammer home this outside run. (laughs) And then Kyle put his hood on like, now we're really going to
2: do it. Like Okay. Jesus. Uh, on the stream question, we're going to address this anyway. So let me, uh, uh, Carlton said, what did y'all think about the ejection? Timothy said that ejection was absolute BS. If you didn't see it, Drake Greenlaw got ejected for a helmet to helmet for a, I mean, a pretty brutal hit on, uh, Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert was running the football to the head. Herbert had to come out of the game. Might've saved the Niners points actually that Herbert had to come out of the game there. And Chase Daniels' uh, worst fears came true. He had to play. <laughs> uh, Chase Daniel came out throwing rockets. Well, when Mike
3: was like, he's been on the team two years, I'm like, Mike, did you write that down wrong? I feel like he's been on the team like five years. Maybe, I guess he was on the Bears a couple years ago. Yeah. It feels like Chase has been there a long time. Maybe um,
2: it is true. I, to me, one of the things that really stood out about the eject, couple things, as someone who tries to like know the rules, but I, I don't, I don't call NFL games, John, so I don't know all of the NFL rules. Uh, as Tarico, I heard somebody told me a few weeks ago that Tarico reads one chapter of the rule book every week to like stay fresh. I, I, I was a little—it shows because it stuff comes up and he knows it. I was stunned, and I mean stunned that Dre Greenlaw got ejected from that game. I, it never crossed my mind that Dre. I don't know if it crossed your mind. It never crossed my mind that Drake Greenlaw was going to get ejected for that hit.
3: Well, I didn't know you get ejected on the first offense. You know, usually when that happens, they go, he got his first personal foul Uns- conduct, yeah. what unsportsmanlike conduct. Next one, he's gone.
2: Right, which means you can yell, you can drop an F-bomb, the ref flags you. I mean, you don't get exactly.
3: F F-bomb. But, but- a part of that is, and I thought Tarico did a good job now that I know, it makes sense he reads the book for fun. Uh, he got shoved into him, right? I mean, he's... When Jimmy you're running, Ward Herbert. Jimmy Ward shoves Herbert. Like if that was a college play,
2: is Greenlaw tossed 100? Um, that's a good question. My first reaction would have been yes, but I'm not so sure that he definitely. I mean, that's a good question. The the shove changes things there a little bit. But I thought I, th- I thought the my whole inclination was- would be in a college game. He probably would get tossed, but I'm not sure. I get I get highly offended when when human there was not beings... a launch. It was crowned, but there was not a launch, which is one of the indicators in college. But he left his feet. I thought he yeah. But leaving launch. your feet and like launching, they do judge those things a little differently. Gotcha. But I'm anti throwing people out of the game. You work too
3: hard. No one's trying to hurt anybody, especially when you're not a defenseless runner. Even though I always push back on that, I don't understand how you can play football and be defenseless. Like everyone knows they're. Defensive players, like when you're going over the middle, but obviously he's not considered defenseless in that play. I thought them getting on the phone with New York, talking with Troy Vincent, former player, and then the dog and pony show of like keeping Herbert out when he clearly was fine, but they want to show everything with the Tua thing, was one of the biggest CYA NFL, like trying to pump their chest. And then of course, when they come back after halftime, you're thinking like, well, did they not give him his helmet back? He had, and ran say like no, he's good to go. So it was like, that whole thing to me was very fake. That, that really bothered me. I didn't like, understand why he
2: was out for more than a play after he'd clearly been evaluated. Well, I felt like it's like the NFL trying to like, I'll show you Twitter. To me, the moment. part that really stood out, as long as while you're still around, <laughs> the part that really stood out to me was what you said. When I heard Terry McCauley say, I talked to the league Troy Vincent determined it was an illegal hit. My jaw hit the floor. Like, wait a second. Troy Vincent determined it was illegal. Like the guy who's just like in the office Monday through Friday in charge of the rules. I know he's in the replay room too. not your replay official, not the, you know, your Dean Blandino.
3: So your argument is even though he's a former player or whatever, he's just a suit now. He's not like he doesn't do this for like
2: he's not an official. I mean, it is his job, but to me, like, it should be – re- the The head referee today is John Middlecoff. The replay official is Guy Haberman. And the two of you together should have to agree if you're going to eject a player, right? My on-field ref and my replay ref. But the idea that, like well, – he's eating Chinese Sunday. chicken salad. He's like, James, uh, <laughs> toss his ass. On, he's gone. Back. <laughs> you know, on Sunday night, I guess he's only focused on that game. But in, like, the morning window, there's 10 games. It's like Troy Vincent, like, hey, fellas – I run that play over on TV four back for me. I think I might want to eject the guy. And and part of it is nobody ever gets ejected in the NFL for that hit ever. Have you, I, I honestly been racking my brain. I, I cannot I remember. remember seeing somebody get tossed for that type of hit. I didn't think it was an injectable play. I, I, I get, I, I, I get very, I even think, can I just add this too? I, I know we don't, when you do these, Like breakdowns of these plays, you don't talk about intent. But I thought that was one of those you're like he, he was not because Herbert got pushed from the back. That's not what Drake. Now, I mean, Trey does have a rep. I mean, we will admit that, right? Like he's he's committed personal foul penalties before. But sorry, you were about to say, I get very, and it's part of it. It's not
3: going away. I I do not need to hear these former referees on television. Whatever they're making, your
2: fault. so, I, what do you no, mean? No, it's, it's your it? fault. Why? It's your fault because the because the the league and the networks have all responded to everybody constantly killing the refs on TV that they felt an obligation to bring the refs on to explain the rules to people. So I blame you. You should blame yourself for this. But he,
3: but he's never right. He's wrong a lot. Whenever they like go, what do you think's gonna happen? They're always well wrong. because they're
2: judgment calls. They always
3: I sound mean, so fucking old and archaic, especially but Terry. Their judgment I mean, I, calls. I I can't. Terry just drives me nuts. Terry's the worst. Terry's. I, no, I can't remember could get Mike. Rid of Terry. Remember uh, what was the guy they had for you? He missed. That guy missed all the time too. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> the dude that was with Booger. I mean, they, they were the worst combination in the history of sports.
2: Uh, Carey? Just, Mike Carey? It's it just was that
3: consistently the these guys that sound like they're seventy eight. Whenever they go under the hood, I they even go under the hood anymore. Whenever they do, they bring the camera thing out. I
2: forget about the hood.
3: I miss the hood. They, they, <laughs> I don't. So they're like, what do you think here, Mike or Terry? They're always on the wrong side of it. I just don't want to hear their voice. And then always, it's just a beepy fastball for Tony Romo or Collinsworth. Like, you know, I don't see it that way, Terry, because they're always just seeing it like us sitting on the couch. Like, this is so stupid. And Chris was like, this is crazy. And to me, now they didn't call it, but when Terry came and said that Ray Ray or whoever down the fucking ball at the one yard line, who clearly looks, it's, yeah, it, maybe his foot was kind of, it's down in the history of football every single time, Everybody whether does. from peewee's to junior high football, the NFL football, the college football, that's always down at the one yard line. And he's like, well, letter of the law, that should have been. And then they went and even Tariko, you could tell was kind of freaked and Chris is like, Mike, he already ran a play. And Mike's like, yeah, you're right. Because everyone was on edge. I was like, this is insane.
2: Yeah, that one was crazy.
3: This is insane. W- what are you talking about? I hate Terry McCauley. I, I really do. <laughs> Not personally. He just, I just represents just... something. Well, I-, I don't like his voice on the broadcast. Oh, okay. I-, I really don't. I-, I don't like him chiming in. <laughs> I-, I want him gone.
2: My thing is just you it's hard when you've got the 10 games going on at once and these guys are you know like oh, let's bring in John let's bring in Blandino or whatever and he's trying to watch and he cuz he needs a minute what happens in those scenarios is he needs a minute to see the play to form an opinion but on the standalone games when they have their own ref official when they have their own ref expert um isn't he in the isn't Terry in the booth with those guys I think he is cuz sometimes Pereira's in the booth those guys have an incredible gig by the way <laughs> they talk like three times a game there was a game with Pereira not long ago, where they're like, let's just show Mike because he hasn't been on today. <laughs>
3: what What would you guess for sixteen weeks on the number one show in America, Terry? Does Terry McCauley
2: clear know. a million I dollars? Yeah. I, I really, I wish I knew. I don't know because I have no point of reference for what that what he makes for that. What if you found out he made a million dollars? Uh you know, it wouldn't shock me. What well, I'd expect it. I I I don't know that I'd expect it, but it wouldn't shock me. He ain't making 75 G's guy. No, he's not making 75 (laughs) K. He's not making 75 K. Um, I would guess it's closer to a mill than it is is four. I think we, there are times when you need it. And then there are times where like the play at the goal line where now, again, I do think it's, there's a lot of just the last thing you want is for it to be a thing after the game. And you had the guy there and you didn't explain it, but, uh, yeah i think it's i I think it's here just because there's so many controversial plays all the time you just need someone to explain rules but like like you know to your point so many of them are not rules explanations it's judgment it's opinions on judgment calls so it's they might be one guy might one guy's judgment might be this one guy's judgment might be that i remember going to a a, a, several years ago at stanford there was like a referee the pac-12 referees had a meeting in stanford and they said you can go if you want, so I went. And one of the things they did was they put a play. It was like a, uh, a like a big stadium room, you know, like a, a college kind of where, the, t- where the team meets. Yeah, and they had a uh, like on the overhead. They would show a play, and then everyone had an app connected, and they could vote what they think the ruling is. And of course, it's there's never a hundred percent agreement. You know, that's targeting. That's not targeting. That's a catch. That's not a catch. So, I mean, you just never. I think we're just, overcomplicating this. Well,
4: yeah,
3: I think we we've over, I think we've jumped the shark. And now we got Troy Vincent eating a burrito, chiming in, screaming at his ref. That's worked all day long. It's like Troy, man, it, 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 former defensive player. You're a former defensive player. And like you would punish his players a lot. Jesus, Troy, calm down, buddy. We, we get it. You made it to the top. you, you tr- trying to fucking be the next Raj. They're not going to make you the commissioner, Troy. Stop. I can't believe he threw Troy Vincent through Dre Greenlaw out. Can you imagine what some of his former Eagle teammates would have said?
2: Like, Troy, what What young Troy would have said. Embarrassment. Uh, Anything else on the Niners? Uh, There's this, uh, uh, John, good news. I mean, we can get to more Niners stuff, but I do want to mention this. Huh? No injuries? Uh, I thought there was one.
3: I don't know. I don't think they definitely didn't have an offensive injury. I think uh it wasn't Ebakan. Oh, it was Amenahu. Uh, Amenahu. But he he walked off. Yeah. Be a problem. I mean, you can only lose so many defensive linemen. They've lost a lot already. Uh good
2: news for the Raiders, John. Josh McDaniels is off to a better nine game start than John Gruden, who started one and eight. Josh is two and seven. They are moving in the right direction. Uh, they did the unspeakable today, the unthinkable, the unpredictable, but the not that shocking. They lost to the Colts. Now, it's a little just a little less crazy because Matt Ryan came back. I, I think it's, I think it's a lot of less crazy. Yeah, I, I was watching the game thinking these are just two NFL teams, right? Yeah. I, I think it's a lot of less crazy.
3: I think you would have had to fire him if he would have lost to the kid. And I think it's pretty clear, and I do deserve I think Jeff deserves some credit for either coming in and saying Matt's starting or maybe just asking Parks Frazier and Reggie Wayne and the guys on the staff, like
2: they're like, You gotta get this fucking guy out of here. Right. Get Matt Ryan back in the game. But he's and, the one that he's the one that has the the you know, kind of the 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 pull to tell Jim Ursay, we're not going with your guy anymore. Well, and to me, that's why I do not blame Jim Ursay. We've talked about this
3: for like, I can't listen to anything coming out of Frank's mouth. Not that I have anything against him personally, but I don't take his football opinion seriously anymore. And Jeff came in and probably looked at him and said, we're starting Matt Ryan. He says, you do whatever you want, Jeff. Yeah. So I thought it was a pretty good little like curveball. All of a sudden, Matt Ryan, I think it was, I was watching Red Zone and it was the end of the Bills uh, Vikings game was just about to go to overtime or maybe it was still, they were driving and C- Siciliano chimed on and said rumors or not rumors, but like we're, we saw the video of Matt Ryan has taken all the reps in pregame warmups. And you pretty, I knew right away. I'm like, okay, Matt Ryan's playing this game. And then I thought, Oh, this thing could get interesting because the, the Raiders aren't losing to again. That guy, Sam Ellinger stinks. Matt Ryan is a diminishing player, but he's, I mean, he's fucking an MVP. I mean, he, he can still play. You watch him today. Like he looked well-rested and he looked fine. Yeah. But, you lost to Jeff Saturday. And after the game, I forwarded you an Instagram. Edgerin James was there and got him like on his Instagram. And you could tell Jeff was a little uncomfortable because Edgerin was kind of trying to talk shit for him. Like yeah. they all said you didn't deserve this shit.
2: And Do you think you Edge would have made now. the trip if the game was in Houston?
0: <laughs> Probably
2: not. Game was in Vegas.
3: Edge honestly, he, he might have just come support. with me. is it is it crazy to think that a bunch of former Colts came with Jim?
2: No, it's it's not. It's very possible. Uh Jeff Saturday, John, beat Josh McDaniels today. Jeff Saturday, who whose last big personnel move was giving up fantasy control of his fantasy team. He had to he had to give up his fantasy team. You can't actively be in a fantasy team. You know who took had, it over? Uh Eric Decker. <laughs> Eric Decker took it over. So <laughs>
3: he he was in a was fantasy this? league. No one's with- talking about that he was in a fantasy league with all these other guys that used to play in the NFL. He had to give up his fantasy team. Yeah. Because he got the opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. Guys, I got to go a week ago. He was the coach leader GM of a fantasy team. Very probably serious Devontae on his team. Is it crazy to think the buy-in was 20 grand with the group? He's probably managed? humongous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He had to give it up because he was literally coaching a, NFL game. And he gave it to just some other former famous player. Eric Decker's like, yeah, I'll take it over, bro. What's my buy-in? Maybe yeah, his team fit, was good I'll and it was a transition. That's pretty insane. Like, it's funny. We're being sarcastic. But, like, when you just say that out loud, of course that that His last committee coach
2: was a fantasy team? <laughs> I thought today, and I meant it when I, 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 I said this to you, and I mean it. If I were Jim Irsay, I would probably hate Josh McDaniels. And I know it's not good to hold hate in your heart John but you know sometimes you can just take some joy in hating a few people and I would to me beating Josh McDaniels who had taken my job and then bailed on me to not even take another head coaching job just to stay after he, after I had to hire his defensive coordinator who actually turned out to be pretty good and then to beat him at You're his really own with I mean there are 3 and 7 I think the bears but to beat him at his place with Jeff Saturday, I, that would be one of my finest hours as an owner. After everyone spent a week shitting on me and telling it, that I think that would be one of the greatest days of my life if I were Jim Merce today.
3: I would say that Jim Merce, the second half of that game and when it ended, no one's more happy than Jim Merce, not even Jeff Saturday, right? Like, is Jim say the most happy guy today involved in the Colts? Well, absolutely, because Jeff Saturday's been around the league long
2: enough to know that he could still win the lose the rest of his games, right? Yeah. He's got to get to work tomorrow. For Jim, he already feels like he won. Like, we were losing with the other guy. We won with this guy. This was a good move. I don't know if I'm expecting to wake up. I mean, it's,
3: you know, Pacific Standard Time, about 10 8 if I wake up and either Nathaniel Hackett or Josh McDaniels has lost their job, I'm not going to be, it's not going to be one of those. Wow. Didn't see that coming. But I I do think we crossed the line of Josh McDaniels where it's all on the table moving forward. I mean, you forwarded me the thing and it was probably going viral on Twitter. I mean, Derek cried after the game. I mean, cried because it kind of feels like he
2: knows you're fucked, Derek. It like felt he, like it felt to me like he knew it was he'll be he'll be some he won't be on this team next year. That's yeah. how it felt to me.
3: Do you forwarded me Josh Norris tweeted out the like stats of his throws downfield? Yeah, he completed one pass downfield of over yeah. 10 yards in the area
2: 10 air yards. I think it was
3: now. I get Waller's on IR, Renfro's on IR, but to just suck this bad with a quarterback that just had a pretty good year and you. It's weird. He didn't get, like, a true Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray contract, but he is making $40 million a year and to be two and seven. Like, when your team does have some talent. I first blame jo- Josh. Like, it's he's the head coach. The team just... They, they just feel off. They've blown leads. But it feels like Derek's having a pretty underwhelming season, given the pressure. Devontae had some comments last week of, like, even from double coverage, throw me the fucking ball. I mean, he didn't say it like like he's... He doesn't speak like cocky. You know, he's just, he's, he's pretty smooth at it. I wonder if they've fallen off a little bit. Wouldn't it be human nature of like what they do you were mean? BFFs? Oh, oh. Did you I finally mean. get to each, each other? And it does feel like their careers. I mean, Devontae got paid. And, but it's a disastrous decision for Devontae Adams, who was one of the most famous players in the league on one of the most powerful brands in the league. And he leaves and. It's I mean, he's in an obscurity and irrelevancy besides like people making fun of him.
2: yeah, and the, I think part of the reason it's so disastrous is not just that this isn't working this year. It's that the organization has not shown the ability to figure it out. So firing the coach is the easy part if that's what ends up happening. or getting rid of the quarterback is the easy part. How what do you do next? Do you end up drafting second? And you take CJ Stroud? cool, maybe he's a star. Do, do you think, though, I know they're second right now. If you, if you had to put, like,
3: some money on where they picked.
2: I'd say he's, like, six or seven.
3: Yeah, they're more likely to be, like, five to eight than they are two or three, I would but, say.
2: Yeah, but. what they do keep losing, so. I, given that Derek Post game, like, maybe things are extremely weird for them. Does, do they not respect? I know, was it Brandon Marshall that went on the thing about Josh McDaniels is not a leader this week? I've, yeah, was
3: I know him?
2: some of these things now. You know? uh, was that, was <laughs> that on Instagram? Um, You're talking Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, right? Uh, the wide know, receiver. I thought it was the receiver. Didn't really watch the clip, uh, but I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. But I don't know, John, I, they're two and seven. It, it could only get weirder. I, I think Mark Davis's Raiders organization is a wild organization, right? It is not a button down operation. You hear the stories of just the way things work internally. It's it's not – I don't think it's particularly impressive um, from everything you hear. So I, I just – like – You do say. Little... <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody tweeted me today like, why does John hate the Raiders? I would love to hear the story. You want to give the 10-second story, the fifteen second version? I, I don't hate the Raiders. I just think I enjoy trolling. Yeah, them. but it, it just explain to people. Mark who Mark Davis new here. and Mark
3: Medina got me fired from the radio show for talking yeah.
2: shit when they were a winless team. They were terrible. Were, John was hosting the Raiders post game show on radio. Just everybody take a moment to think about that. That happened for a period of time. Yeah, John I hosted the post-game. Raiders post
3: game one time. They were zero and ten.
2: Yeah, and I
3: tweeted out. It's, and I, they're, they're, the rest of their schedule, the, the remaining six games, I said 0-16 oh, is on the table. The Chiefs, the Niners, and within 10 minutes, I get a call. I didn't pick it up, but Mark Bedane ripping me, the former president of the Raiders, for tweeting out that they might go 0-16. Guy, they were 0-10. So it wasn't like, I. this wasn't in August, like this team really going to, they were 0-10. 0 oh, and 10. Now they ended up going 3 and 3. Was that the week they did they win that they Thursday beat, night? They beat Thursday night the Chiefs, but Muddy. but it just th- their mindset is just so low level, you know. And that obviously Mark Bidane ended up losing a lot of money for Mark Davis by giving a bunch of money that the city of Oakland didn't even deserve just randomly to him. That's not even no here nor there, but we you and I were uniquely equipped to up close and personal And we just got to see the ins and outs. And we've always said, like, Mark Davis, personally, like, just when you talk to him, he's very friendly and nice guy. But I also think they get very, very sensitive on their brand. And it's one thing to, like, your team has just historically sucked in my adult life. It just always sucks. So people aren't taking unnecessary shots when you stink. People aren't going out of the realm, like, out of their way to make fun of the Lions. They just make fun of the Lions because they stink. People like Yankee fans get mad at the Yankees because of the standard side, but they're not taking shots at like, you know, it's just different. And I think the Raiders fall under the category of like the Lions and the Browns. They get so sensitive when everyone talks about their losing. It's like, guys, you always lose. Like you create the losing. Remember when we tried
2: to get credentials for the John Gruden press conference? We We were denied. Greg Papa was denied as well, though. (laughs) Greg Papa was also denied. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, that to me is like the Devante. He signed up for the whole thing. It wasn't just Derek. It wasn't just Josh McDaniels. It's it just nothing is ever easy for this organization. Ever. He, he did leave Aaron Rodgers. Right. After now, back-to-back MVPs. Now, would Aaron want to come join him next year? Brady? Uh, NFL and CBS tweets that Jeff Saturday became the first coach since at least 1950 to tweet that a team looks horrible, then beat them within the next two weeks after never having coached at the college or pro level before. So See, this made.
3: type of stuff, if I would have tweeted that when I was associated with the Raiders, they would have flown off the handle. It's like, no, guys, you just lost to a coach who tweeted last week, you look horrible and had a fantasy football team. That's you. That's not me. I'm allowed to tweet that, you fucking losers. Like, stop losing. I, I've never seen a team. Guy, I picked them to make the playoffs. And they just – they're two and 2-7. The the Bears have more wins. The Jags have more wins. Well, of course they do. The Jags beat them. How do they always suck? How do they always suck? They get a coach that I was like, I don't know why. I'm just like, oh, I bet Josh McDaniels is going to be good this time around. He's fucking terrible. They get Devontae Adams in the prime of his career who probably beside Tyreek and like Justin Jefferson – there, there's no way he wouldn't go to every team and be like the best offensive player. Niners, too. And they suck. I mean, they suck. Lots of the Colts would... When I was watching that game day, it it was a little surreal. You just kept... Because they showed a lot of Saturday, right? Yeah. It's like, this Wild, is kind of crazy. On the yeah. And honestly, he was... I thought he was pretty... Na- they kind of did a montage toward the end of like him doing some things, some high fives, like talking to Matty Ice.
2: Honestly, I thought he handled himself pretty well. Yeah, I watched his post game locker room thing. Like, I, I what what can he really do other than to say, like, yeah, I mean, I I got the job. And nice meeting everybody. Shout out to all you guys for working hard. They give him um, the game ball. I you know, I I they had to have. but I saw Jim Ursay was I, he made some. I I couldn't watch the whole thing because Ursay started talking, and I didn't know who he was giving the game ball to somebody else. Um, but. Uh, if I wake up Monday, if you're listening to this after the fact and Josh McDaniels has been fired, I will tell you, I will be a little uh, – It will be. Sh- I won't be surprised if this makes sense, but it will be a shocking thing. I don't men. think he
3: wants to look for another coach,
2: right? Yeah, He to me, he would have to know that, like, Charles yeah, Jim Harbaugh. would take the job. I mean, Jim Harbaugh would take the job. I really do believe that. What if he that did that and tried that and Charles was just a well, coach? I, I John. I bet it crossed his mind last year. Like, why could I just – maybe Howie Long would just do it. Well, Howie Long would not do it. I'm not saying that he would. I'm just saying that that it, Mark Davis' his ideal world would be Eric Allen would just come coach the Raiders. It would just be somebody he knows. Because think about that organization. They just – it's – if they can avoid going outside, they, they don't go outside, right? <laughs> yeah. He just wants somebody – I, well, remember last year... He's he, not a hands-off owner when it comes to his coaches. Well, no. I
3: saw, he went in the locker room today. Someone forwarded me a, a tweet. that I'm sure he yelled at Josh. Uh, this is one thing that I would push back on, and I, I don't understand quite why he didn't go to this well. Remember last year, one of the stories is like, you know, Jim Harbaugh wants to talk to him, and they, like, really weren't that interested. Like, Mark wasn't that interested in Jim Harbaugh. That feels like a mistake. Because there's... It'd be humanly impossible for Jim Harbaugh. He They wouldn't be two and seven. Now, I don't know if they'd be seven and two, but they they would not game? suck. Big personality. Just, he gets the ring. Yeah, he gets it's a little easier to boss Josh around when he's trying to prove himself. Like Jim ain't coming in there and like taking orders from Mark. Like Jim's not talking to Mark
2: post game after a tough loss, right? Jim's not talking to anybody. Well, he's Most not coaches well, aren't. talking, John, but I don't think Mark, to, I think Mark, like, why do we suck? Why do you suck? Why does our offense suck? Like I, well, I think Mark, he's, I think he's like ye- I think he's ye- I think he's yelling. Yeah, but I'm just saying like it's like I don't think he's in there like just asking for reasonable explanations. I think he's in there airing his grievances based on his two cents on the play they ran on third down and one. You know what I mean? stuff that owners generally don't talk to their coaches about immediately after games.
3: I think he's one of the worst owners in sports. I mean, I don't really think it's arguable. Uh, it, this isn't personal. I just – I don't give him any credit for Vegas. I mean, Jerry Jones and the league led that thing. Uh, the league would give anything. I mean, they're clearly booting Dan Snyder out. I, I think Mark will be – they'll want to get a hold of this franchise. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's a disastrous franchise. Like, I, I don't – they've had some moments. Like, they've made the playoffs a couple times in the last five years. Those are the only two times they've made the playoffs, as Vic Taffer tweeted. In the last two decades, I mean, they have consistently sucked in the internet era. I mean, just sucked. It's really crazy. And then when we all kind of agreed, I think the Raiders are gonna be pretty good. Like, it was not. It wasn't just Raider fans saying it. It wasn't just like football diehard saying it. it was like, I, I think the Raiders are gonna be have a good team. They are two and seven.
2: Like, think about it. Like, not said, just two and seven. Like, blown a seventeen point lead three times. Th- three times only happened twice. What was just that? Well, it's
3: happened five times in the history of the franchise. This year it's happened three times. Yeah. Blown out by the Saints.
2: Who lost to Saturday. Lost to Saturday. Rich Gannon tweeted, John, bad loss! exclamation point. Look at the first, first comment. <laughs> Are you interested in coaching? Was the first reply. Well, would that would it shock you if he just
3: I do want if he did hot fire Josh, you've convinced me he would probably
2: interview someone like that he knows. Because what did he do with Gruden?
3: And he was comfortable.
2: With it's screwing. a weird dynamic with Mark because he wants it to be somebody he knows, but he also really wants it to be a big name, from what I've heard. Like that's really important. He wants. Well, to jo- be a big Josh person. was a pretty big name for but him. It's right? why Rich Pasaccio. It's one of the reasons Rich didn't have a chance because Mark want, really wanted a big name. You're right, Josh. That's part of what would make it shocking to me. I think if Monday morning I woke up is like Josh McDaniels waited all this time for his next shot, and it lasted nine weeks. Well, do you expect to wake up and Nate Hackett to have a job? It was funny. I hadn't thought about that one. Uh, they scored 10 points today. They lost to the Titans, who had a million injuries. No reason, really, to keep them around, I guess. Right? I mean, they're not going to the playoffs. I don't really know what you gain by... I, I, uh, no, I don't think he makes it through the season. Maybe that's the short answer. Then you can just start your... Search, I guess. I don't know. It's college. It's not college. It's the NFL. Does it feel like hard? I mean it's gonna be hard for Harbaugh to not
3: have a job next year if he wants one in the NFL, right? Well, the Colts, the Raiders, Denver. Like if I if I own the if I just paid all this money for the Denver the Denver Broncos. If I just paid all this money for Denver Broncos, it goes who are you interviewing? They'd be like, Well, this coordinator, and I got Gutsy over here, and I got you know uh Sirianni's guy over here and one of Kyle's minions, and you're like how about that fucking guy, Jim Harbaugh? Someone just forwarded me. He went 49 and 23 when he coached the Niners. I'm watching this Michigan team the last couple of years, kicking the shit out of everybody. How about we interview that guy? Well, I got Gutsy from uh, Kevin O'Connell's guy over here. He's he's an analytical forward thinker. He's 27 <laughs> years Gutsy old. Is Gutsy a nickname in this? Food? No, it's... Uh, it's uh,
2: <laughs> Goody and Gutsy? <laughs> well, it was the
3: Bears hired the dude from the Packers. They all feel like the same. Parks, you know? Parks and Rec? <laughs> Yeah, Parks Frazier. I got this guy. He played quarterback at Samford. He's been coming up the Shanahan way, and then he worked for Gruden. It's like, how would just hire this guy?
2: You know? Yeah, because it doesn't feel like Sean Payton would want to coach Russ, but I don't think Jim would give it. Would uh, Jim would have? Jim does not care. Jim will coach anybody. I think a quarterback. Totally agree. And it might actually not be the worst thing for Russ. I think Jim's coaching the NFL next year.
3: I think it would be badass if he won the Natty
2: defeated Georgia, walked off out. He left Sanford after winning the Orange Bowl. Remember that? Remember when uh, Reese Davis asked him, or Fowler, one of the two, asked him, and he was very offended? Jim, you see that people think the Final Four could
3: be Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, Ohio State?
2: I did not see that. I guess, do you think one of them, so you'd have two teams that don't play in their conference championship game?
3: Well, Tennessee's probably going. Like, Tennessee would get in over Tennessee's one a, loss to a a great-
2: uh, over a one loss USC, if USC yeah. wins the league. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that.
3: I saw a projection that Tennessee has a better projection than USC. If
2: they were yeah, I to. just, I'd be, they, you know, just, a, it would be a. Tennessee's be a, better than USC. Tennessee's better than USC. They definitely are better than USC. I don't think USC's going to make it unbeaten, but I also think if you win your league power five, it's just, it's never really been close. You're, Tennessee's not even going to its conference championship game, but I also think there might be room for them anyway. Like I could see Tennessee going over. Well, I guess TCU, it it gets complicated if TCU's unbeaten. Uh, And the Big Ten would have a one-loss team, whoever went to the Ohio State-Michigan game. Depends how the loser looked in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, uh, to me, the committee might love to put USC in, though. But they'd love to put Tennessee in, too. What about about Ohio State and Michigan, whoever won, loss there? Yeah, I think it'd be easier to, I mean, in a crazy way, easier to leave them out. Tennessee has, was like the number one team in the nation at one point this year, you know? But uh, anyway, that scenario would be, I would, I'm. if you asked me who would I like to see win the national championship this year, I would pick your scenario. Harbaugh. Me too. I, and I TCU
3: ain't going. I mean, they, I, I know they won a Texas. That was the ugliest game I've ever seen in my life. Not that I watched that much of it. I was more watching Michael Penix Jr. I, I text someone... A guy that runs a college department, I said, tell me there's that big of a difference between Penix and Tua. Like I'm like, I'm dead serious. Is Penix better than Tua? And he's like, What shut up? Like <laughs> and I, I watched some of Tua today. I'm like, Yeah, maybe I'm a little too hard on Tua. But Penix is beautiful. Defense. Penix
2: is awesome. Now his receivers are really good. <clears throat> Penix are Penix's receivers are So right. are Tua's. No, no, I'm just saying. Like Penix is they, they, they have a really dynamic. They've looked really bad at times this year, but they look good against Oregon. That was just that, a good game. I love that game. was the game.
3: That was the game of the day. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, uh, Alabama, Ole
2: Miss, Ole Miss. Was pretty Miss. Oh, Alabama, Ole Miss was good. It got better like as it went on. Yeah. At first, well, Alabama my, was that first half was kind of sleepy. I thought, but yeah, then Alabama got it going. There was a there was a point in that game. I don't know if you saw Bryce uh, Young. Was in the huddle, just like screaming at guys because their offensive line had just fumbled a snap or something. And he's lighting them up. And and Saban like makes his way over. It's like, no, hey, step aside.
3: And then he really starts lighting everybody up. Like they, they were no down right. ten. They were down ten nothing.
2: You guys aren't getting off easy with you giving the little speech here. I'm here to rip everybody's. Ass. He went. He went
3: nuts. <laughs> he went nuts.
2: Uh, the Bills Vikings game was crazy today, John. Uh, great, better catch Odell Beckham or Justin Jefferson one hander. I go Odell
3: uh jefferson had like the other guy pinned it against him too so it was yeah. like the perfect it wasn't just Diggs had a pretty cool one-hander catch but it was just him He but there was no like help from anyone else so he had to palm it one-handed catches are hard so i they're all pretty sweet odell medically cleared how about
2: uh the the when kirk really wants to put his whole body into it when kirk goes deep like it must have been. Was it windy there? I, you know, in the dome, Kirk can just drop. Yeah, back it was. It was windy. Kirk in the dome can drop back and just throw it. In Buffalo, Kirk drops back and like, like a shot putter. He's got to put the whole thing into it. I had some.
3: Just I, I would have got old takes exposed. Like you can never win with a guy like Kirk Cousins outside in the elements. I'll bet against them every time. They're down ten. Buffalo's driving. I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna fucking blow him out. And then he throws the pick. Guy, Josh Allen had three baby zone intercept. You know, he had two baby zone interceptions and he had the fumble, which was in his own baby zone, but it led to a touchdown. So, that, I mean, that's you're talking about the goal line. The, the, that's the, the worst possible up. baby zone play you could have, right? In your own goal line, fumble it and the other team falls on it. Like, does that, it get any worse?
2: <laughs> that sequence of the Vikings, how did that go? Well, the Cook Vikings drops I think they, they get a scored like, tight- yeah, was that before after they thought they scored the touchdown on the goal line and then he was down at the one? Yeah, I think Cook
3: on like third down, he throws it to the flat, he yep. bobbles it, and there's like a penalty. Yeah, and then he gets tackled by like seven guys, and then they do the sneak, don't they? And
2: he gets stuffed. Well, there was the throw over the middle to Jefferson, who they celebrate. They're screaming at everybody. Oh, his knees down. But then yeah. they review, and his knee was down, which was the right call. Which was the right call, but. He is in the back of the end zone talking shit there. You know, Buffalo is just places going nuts. They're all talking shit. Like, you guys are done. We beat you. Then they call the touchdown back. (laughs) So the Vikings offense has to come back on the field. They don't score. And the place is going bananas. The Bills are, like, standing on – all these guys are standing on the – the one guy jumped up on top of, like, the comms uh, little trailer truck where, you know, they store stuff in. It's, like, higher than the benches. He's waving around like they just done – Two big goal line stands, so place is going nuts. But then, just anytime you got to snap the ball in your end zone, it's kind of crazy. And and then they fall. It was just oh, the swings of emotion at the end of that game were pretty amazing. It was a rough Josh Allen moment to have two picks and a fumble. Like that's
3: pretty. And and I thought Sean McDermott. I thought both of them. Like that's the difference between those two and Andy and Pat is Andy and Pat are loose. Th- those guys get tight. Sean gets very tight on the sideline. You see him screaming. It's like Sean, you need to relax. Your whole team's getting tight. Like you need to chill a little bit. It's hard to change, you know, if that's who you are. Well, he's very tightly wound. You know who I noticed is pretty fucking calm. I he's only watch I, I only watch this game on the red zone. He had definitely is. Well, I mean, guy, he's been a best looking guy in the room since he was like five. Very chill. <laughs> is Dayball is a pretty
2: even keel. Again, you didn't I just see him watched the, up to the line he did today. Oh, he, he got after it and then came back and got after him
3: again. But I'm just got, saying, like, th- there's a difference to me of, like, gathering the troops and, like, when stuff's going on. Like, when guys come off, you're allowed to light up. But when stuff's going on, Sean McDermott screaming yeah. at the referees. Like, Sean, you need to calm down and figure out what's going on here. He was going nuts screaming at referees. Like, your team is falling apart, bro. O'Connell's over there probably getting girls' numbers in the, in the stands just like – Win or lose, bro. I already so got calm. seven wins.
2: I'm six five, good looking. Played with uh, Brady. Uh, Lions thirty one to thirty over the Bears, John. What was an incredible game? Lions found a way. They scored twenty one on the fourth. They improved to three and six. Bears fall to three and seven. The Bears are an entertaining three and seven team. Very well. Did you see the the fields? Should have been sacked twice, basically. Hutchinson goes flying by, reverses field, runs in the touchdown. It was sweet. Hutchinson made a couple plays in that game. He's sweet, too. He did. Like,
3: Six-five? He said six-seven. Six-seven? I, I was like, is he really that tall? No, he's, he's sweet. I, uh, I enjoy watching Lions and Bears. Like the Texans, ugh. there are certain teams, like the Jags, don't do anything for me. Lions and Bears. I'm like, this is pretty entertaining.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Give me that game on Thanksgiving. Just have them play each other on Thanksgiving every year. I think we'd have something. Agreed. Instead of having them play other teams that are usually much better than them, you know? Feels like you know, a lifetime ago that the Raiders beat the Cowboys
3: last year on Thanksgiving, doesn't it?
2: Uh, um, Prescott, Mark Davis winning Thanksgiving thought- games against the Cowboys guy. Mark Davis might have yelled at his coach after that game, for sources. At Rich beating the Cowboys? Might have.
4: After might, a win? Might not have. Might have. I
3: don't Do you know. Think Mark Davis leaves the league and yelling at his coach. I think he does.
2: I think he sneaky does. Who else yells at their coach? I mean, Bidwell? consistently.
3: Did you see? I, I look up today and they're, they're kicking their ass. You know, I mean, the Rams are in shambles. They go to Bidwell's box. It's Michael Bidwell. I'm like, is that Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, and they're just sitting there with Michael Bidwell?
2: Was oh, and Kime obviously right? <laughs> Kime had to be there. I think he had already worked his way probably down the locker room. So they, post.
3: They, they, they they were shooting the shit. You know, they had already spent their fist bumping and spent their time together. HBO Hard Knocks, they fist bump guy during the game. They fist bump like after sweet plays. That's I don't think that's going on with most owners. I mean, some of these owners. I think the inherited owners like the ones that were born into money, are so far out there. Obviously, if you're super rich, like the Waldens or whatever, I guess, did he technically inherit it too? David Tepper, he wants to yell at people, like, it's all his. He made this. He fucking purchased it. He's crazy. This crazy brought him this wealth, right? Uh, I was going to say, Spanos does not count. Like the Met's owner. Yeah, any of these young, Mark Cuban, the young crazies, all these inherited guys, they always,
2: they are the weirdest, I think. (laughs) I mean, the weirdest uh, Green Bay, by the way, John, at four and six. If Washington loses on Monday night to the Eagles, they'll be four and six. Green Bay is not dead, dead. When it well, the Niners to- are seventh right now at five and four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the guy
3: they drafted in the second round, Watson, at three touchdowns today. I that, saw game, one that game was good. Yeah, yeah. he And then he is third. He, went, he did one of these. It was pretty sweet. Well, I, I mean, they lost in overtime. Pretty, pretty devastating loss for McCarthy. He went for it on fourth down. McCarthy fucking slammed his head. Like, McCarthy wanted that. tie game, right? So bad. Yeah, tie game. I guess kicker was kind of banged up. It was windy. McCarthy was so mad. Like, McCarthy's not a throw-his-headset guy. Like, that meant something to him. to win that. He showed up today, I think, four and a half hours, they said, before kickoff. And just like, kind of walked around. Think about it. I mean, that... That place made my oh, I Oh,
2: I saw a video of him out there on the field, like in his jacket pregame.
3: Like the, the like, peacoat jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He came extra early, they said, just to, you know, kind of soak it in. Probably he knew he'd have to say hi to a lot of people, didn't want to rush it. They did do a thing, like, uh, he has a lot of former Packer coaches and former Packer players that then became coaches on the Cowboy staff. It was like eight of them. It might even have been more. They they basically went to the big board. They put McCarthy's face and they listed all the coaches. I mean, it's Green Bay. They gave him a standing ovation. You know, pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's Cowboy Packers. Like I, I bet when this when the schedule came out, don't you think that was one of the bigger games on Fox's schedule? Oh, yeah. Well, Fox has been I don't know if you've noticed, but they've been promoting that game even before last Sunday. But this is what I was saying about the NFL. Like the Packers are having a shitty season. But they went into overtime. Dak, Aaron Rodgers, it was awesome. Right. Yeah. Don't you think? The number I mean, what, was huge. <laughs> do you think 30 plus million people watched that thing? I bet it was massive.
2: <laughs> but also, like at the end of the day, John, like they, be, you know, they could still finish over 500 if they could figure it out here. But here's what I will say about a football game
3: like ultimately Oregon, Washington. Neither one of those teams are going to win the national championship. And they both might end up like nine and three. But I'm fucking watching that game. Like this is an incredible game. You just get locked into a football game when it's right. good pro or college. If the brands are big and the teams are good, now obviously those teams are better than like what the Packers have been. But it's just an easy watch when you're watching a great football game, right?
2: Star players helps, too.
3: Michael Panix, Aaron
2: Rodgers, same guy. I got Niners at minus two. Well, or is this seven and a half? I got two different lines here. Well, it's minus two. It looks like some places it's seven and a half. Some places it's five and a half. Niners, uh, Cardinals. Probably depends if the little guy's playing, right? Yeah. Little guy's playing, probably minus three-ish, minus three and a half. Depends, even if he's playing, like he may, if his hamstring's not good, you know, him running away from guys is part of the key to him being a problem. Well, well, in the HBO Hard Knocks. The reason
3: I didn't hit play, because I thought they were going to start at the beginning of the season, they actually just start, like, the last game. Yeah. So they start at the last game, who they lose to? Oh, Seattle. And he tweaks his hammy in the first half, and he looks at the trainer. He's like, fuck. And the guy's like, your hamstring? He's like, my hamstring. But he kept playing. Later in the game, he busts out a run, and then he comes to the sideline. He's like, I couldn't open up. And they show him, like, clearly, even when he's going, like, 80%, he's still pretty fast. But he's he was kind of tight. I, I mean, I don't I think, you think he's a think long, it's like a, le, You think it's a legit hamstring? I think he pulled his hamstring, Yeah. I mean, John Wofford played Colt McCoy today in uh, Rams and Cardinals. That's that's pretty terrible.
2: I wanted to tell Hanson, like, we don't, you don't need to show us any of this one on Red Zone, man. If you could just call whoever you need to call, we don't, we don't need to see any of it. No one needs to see that game. <laughs> did you see Kadarius Tony's touchdown today?
0: Are you sure? he open. goes
2: there and he's
3: good. Well, then he had an end around for a play. Like Juju got KO'd. You see that?
2: Yeah, I did. That was a. Destroyed. I guess I just saw uh, Matt Barrows was the pool reporter talk to the referee. They said part of that play was that Herbert was down. Oh, did the whistle blow? What do you mean Herbert was down? Like Greenlaw hit a part of why it was on sports why was so bad is because Greenlaw hit a player that was down. Give me a break. That's a pretty crazy explanation. All right. Uh, World Cup in seven days, so obviously um, obviously nothing. All right. Anything else? That's all she wrote. Good night, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us, or good right. morning. Have a great week. Later. Later, y'all.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.